0: Hmm?
1: Ah! Oh. Huh. Aloha, everybody. I'm Rima. I'm Jason. And I'm Peg. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Lock and Key.
2: Today, we'll be covering season two, episode four Forget Me Not. Oh, yeah. Which. Would you guys. <laughs> Forget Me Not is not a good title because everyone's forgetting everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into it, I just want to mention that I watched Dexter, you know, New Blood episode Tony one, mm-hmm. loved it. And then I listened to you guys, and you guys were awesome. It was so great yeah. to hear you guys. Thank you. I, I didn't realize, I knew you were fans, but I didn't realize what super fans you were having posters <laughs> and everything
0: yeah 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 <laughs> and that really made it
2: really exciting and fun and I thought the episode was great too the 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 first episode mm-hmm. so Thank I'm you. excited to ride along with that with you guys on that such a such an iconic show, such a great show
1: oh so gosh
3: it's it's still like surreal. Like, it doesn't feel real. I was like watching episode two to get ready for our recording yeah. this week, and I'm just like I'm watching Dexter. Like, it still hasn't clicked in my head. It's like, it's back, and I'm watching new episodes of Dexter. Holy crap. I I was uh,
2: also thinking you you. guys would not want me on there because I'd be like, yeah, it's great, but do you really want to identify with the serial killer? And you guys are (laughs) just like, yeah, this is fucking awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We acknowledge...
2: Not
0: as what much he as I is,
1: probably, no, no, I, I'm, you'd probably go on a Negan tear yeah, um, yeah, with exactly. Dexter and, and I'd have to like, need, we don't need like, that. Like, oh, sorry, we lost Jason.
3: Sorry. <laughs> His call just dropped. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Bye. Sorry. Sorry, Jason. See you next week. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by.
3: <laughs> when do you record
2: no. that? Are you, have you done season or episode <clears throat> two yet?
1: No, we'll do it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. A we, little, we little boring
2: that one. See, you wouldn't want me
3: on.
1: Okay, so <laughs> yeah. we're talking like. Lock- Where'd Jason TV. go? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh man! He's he's
3: no, um, no.
1: No, it's okay. I appreciate all opinions, <laughs> even if they're wrong. But um yeah. <laughs> no, we're having a really good time with it. It is, like Pig said, very surreal. Uh, that one, there's new episodes because it's thrilling, and then two, you know, just you know, uh, enjoying what they're doing so far. I don't know what the rest of it will look like, but uh, having a good time with it for sure. And I'm just Absolutely. thrilled. So yeah, I love Dexter, huge fan. Um, but today we're here to talk lock and key so we're here at episode four and what did you guys think about this week's just general thoughts about this week's episode like it not so much where are we at
2: i thought it was good but probably my least favorite of the season so far okay starting to feel a little bit like okay let's get the ball rolling here especially Mm -hmm. i mean poor duncan he's always confused and pained and I'm like, get him that damn memory key already. Let's get move on to something else. <laughs> yeah.
3: Him. Like, if, if he yeah. doesn't, if he's not fixed by next week, it's yeah. like, okay, okay. He's got to be, you would think. <laughs> right. But I still liked
2: it. I mean, I thought, I think it's such a great show that saying this is my least favorite of the season is still, you know, it's, it's a high bar with this show. So, I, and then there yeah. were some good things in it that we'll talk about, too. So, yeah, I liked it.
1: Mm-hmm. Good. Peek, what about you? yeah no, um
3: kind of a similar thing i mean i I still I really enjoyed it. I have fun watching it. It's a lot of great stuff but but I can totally see what Jason's saying and kind of can write on that of being like yeah, it's, you know okay we're we're rolling into episode five now, and we still the locks still have no idea that Gabe is who Gabe is, mm-hmm. and like it's okay we're we're still in the same place that yeah. we were when we started, basically, so
2: the challenges yeah. that they're having are around the keys, like Lindsay with her fear and Duncan and uh, you know um, Jackie and Tyler with her forgetting. So the kind of the primary antagonist in a way is the keys, and that mm-hmm. feels like I wish I, I feel like that part could be almost done with by now, and we should be getting to the primary conflict, you know. And Gabe yeah. is mucking a little bit with Kinsey's relationship with Scott, so that's something there. But it just feels like I, I want it to kick into the next gear mm-hmm. real soon here. Right
1: we've seen
3: we know he's evil let's let's start seeing him be evil actively yeah. towards other people like yeah
1: yeah i i think we got a little glimpse of of that come out with his attitude towards uh eden which i'm sure we'll yeah. talk about but i i'm i'm kind of with you guys i think there were some good things from this episode but i'm also starting to see some of the same kind of uh, flaws that i saw in season one where like just bad decisions uh poor communication and just like wh- wait what did why did you say that uh kind kind of mm-hmm. thing but i think there were some good things too um that that i'm sure that we'll talk about so and i do hope they yeah. keep the the ball rolling like i don't want this to be dragged out for too much longer really want to get some things moving
2: it does so. seem like we're on the verge of it but it kind of did last time too so i'm not sure but feels yeah. like we're closer to having some stuff move, move on to the next phase
1: i hope yeah. so i hope so um okay well who wants to start with their number three this week
3: we'll go first pick any money i'll anymore. go yeah sure go So my number three, I'll talk about the scene and section that I already talked about last week without even realizing it was going to be this week.
1: You were so on it. I know what you're going to talk about. I (laughs) know.
3: Yeah. So I just I call it uh, Gabe versus the ghosts. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. You were right. Yeah. Good job. it, It kind of. So I don't know how many people listening to this. How many of our listeners skip comic talk because they don't want to know, or they listen? But last week when I did the comic talk section, I kind of went on. A, oh, they could be building to this, and then I basically just like frame for frame spelled out exactly what happens with Sam trying to overtake Cave's body and all this. And I was just like, ah, so it kind of worries me. It's like mm, maybe I should be careful with comic talk because I feel like <laughs> I'm going to spoil things for people. Because so as I'm watching the episode, I was just like, oh no, I. Just told everybody that this was going to happen. Well, we I not it was going to happen in the next episode. Yeah,
1: I'll say it should be listed that
2: if you don't want to potentially be spoiled,
1: <laughs> exactly. Right,
3: but like when that stuff is happening, it's just like, oh, uh, oh man. I hope like somebody's just like, well, this would have been a really cool surprise, but then I had it in my mind because he already said it. So <laughs> don't you know, feel bad. it's still <laughs> fine. Yeah, but but I'll talk about it because I do. I promise I don't watch any episodes in advance. Um, I did not know that was going to be in the exact next episode. Same thing with Aaron actually calling the key, memory key, memory key. I uh, just was like, I last week, I think I said something like I'm calling it the memory key. Cause they haven't given it a name and I like it. And then it was like, You're we right. called it the memory key. And I'm just like, damn, <laughs> one more point for me. Um,
1: Gold <laughs> star. Pig Diamond. say diamond. I've already watched yeah, it. No. <laughs> diamond for Pig. <pink. laughs> but yeah. Uh, so that,
3: that scene um it's cool and it's ha- it happens not exactly the same of course in the comics the Gabe didn't go after Chamberlain it was just he went out to see Sam but in here he goes out to confront Chamberlain about you know why would you lie to me why would you I just I, I need to know and he kind of spells out what I talked about in the main episode you know well the, I see the parasite attached to you you know they <laughs> call attention to it pretty quickly yeah. was there an episode too? so I was, it was cool like I caught it a little earlier but uh so they kind of bring that out, and he's just like, oh, fine. And then Chamberlain basically tells him, because we see, like, he didn't really give him wrong information, because we get that flashback with Duncan, and he's using the blood, and the, like, it was almost like the exact same thing. Yeah, maybe so it's think, the
2: same, but it just has to be a lock or a human. Yeah.
3: Yeah, because yeah, that's what Chamberlain tells him. He says, You have no chance of making a key. Yeah. You never did. You're not one of us. And yeah, I don't know if that meant human or specifically a lock because if or it's something. only locks can make keys but then I was confused about you know last week when we talked about well Rendell couldn't make the key so then Duncan had to make it so then I went on this yeah. quick little tangent I'm like what does that mean Rendell's not actually a lock and what does that mean I'm like no that doesn't make sense cuz we've seen that his kids have powers and connection to the keys like Dodge could not take the key from Bodie so Unless the bloodline really is there
0: father.
3: oh god <laughs> <laughs> Duncan's got an extra secret on top of it. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I said, diamond f- for you for for calling that <laughs> out, and you were right. After after you had talked about that last week, I went back and watched episode two when Gabe first visited Chamberlain Lock, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, there it was. If you were, if yeah. it was very subtle, but if you were really paying attention, then it was there, uh, and then we we saw it again. Uh, and I had a feeling we might when he when he went back to the house and asked Bodie uh, to borrow, yeah, the uh, ghost key. I was like, oh, I wonder if we're gonna, I wonder if we're gonna see it now. If you know, because he's gonna go back and confront him for lying to him. Uh, I wonder if he'll expose himself, or if Chamberlain Locke will just say, well, here's why I lied to you because you're not who you say you are. Um, yeah. So, so that was that was really good. That was good. I'm mm-hmm. glad that we got to see that.
2: Yeah, I'm glad it happened yeah. so quick, and uh, Chamberlain just laid it on the line. Like, I don't like you, and mm-hmm. yeah. you, you know, you're fooling the locks. But he, you know, is clearly against him, and his plan was to have Sam go get in Gabe's body before Gabe could get there. But he shouldn't have like looked Which over is, there so obviously sh- and been like go, <laughs> he dude. ruined. Should have been much more stealthy. <sighs>
3: yeah. He Whoa. ruined the whole thing because Gabe's like, "What are you looking at?" And then like turns back, yeah. and you see Sam start to take off, and then he goes, "Now, Sam, now!" No. I was like, you I'm like no, damn, why? moron! Just, just, just let Sam. him go. Yeah.
1: Sam should have went while <laughs> have Chamberlain had him distracted. Yeah. Like yeah, while the he's, second
3: that Gabe you know, got there, yeah. yeah like, as soon as having... Gabe landed and was That's like, "I need, I need answers," exactly. Sam should have been high tailing the it.
2: Interesting thing yeah. is, Chamberlain <laughs> said something about, you know, I thought I could keep the Lock children safe by withholding the truth from them about what's in this place. So I think that sort of explains why he hasn't been more forthcoming with them about, Hey, look, here's what to look out for and stuff like that. But that it also feels like maybe this is a turning point where he realizes that didn't help. And so maybe he will be talking to them more now. I mean, I I for sure wonder if Black Bodie uses the ghost key again, will Chamberlain be like, Hey, Gabe's a demon. Then again, I also wonder if Gabe took the ghost key he was
3: that's done. what I'm thinking is
1: because
2: I, 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 I last time
3: Gabe him. used it. I last thought time he Gabe took used it, it,
1: did he yeah. not take it out of the door? Not maybe. I he took it out of the that. door. He did it take it out. He took it out, it out of the door. And
3: Sam out there, you know. And I think he put it in his pocket of his okay. jacket. So I, say, so I think now, he's now, got it now. Yeah. Chamberlain has No way, as
2: far as we know, of warning the locks about him.
1: No. Yeah. Well,
3: that's big. But yeah, the other part of that thing, you know, other than him confronting Chamberlain, and we getting that confirmation of the parasite and things like that. And then, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Then Sam, which, <laughs> again, that could have been way better planned uh, in advance as far as, mm-hmm. you know, the hey, second that he gets here. You, and then
1: you go fly bounce. away. <laughs> you know, yeah, is what, you, what he should quietly. have said. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But I know they wanted to get the scene from the comics of, of the two of them fighting yeah. over possession of sure. the body. And, and they don't it's, want it to big be deal. successful either. So Right. And, and so the scene is cool and it works because, I mean, Griffin Glock, who plays Gabe. Does a great job of acting like he's trying to kill himself and stop himself from killing himself at the same time. I thought he did a really good job with it and it was definitely fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And then me talking about it from last week. Yeah, being like, oh, there's like a lot of like the rope around the neck Mm -hmm. and all that. That was taken directly from pages of the comic. Like those are exactly, so I was like, oh, this is cool to see it play out in live action. That's cool. It's cool I mean, that they yeah. got to
1: implement that.
2: I sort of wondered. I was like, "Come on, Sam!" And then I'm like, "Wait a minute, Sam's like a total dick. <laughs> Would he be any better <laughs> in game?" Right. Body, it's weird. You know?
1: And maybe I'll
3: maybe I'll talk about it in the comic talk, but I don't know. I'm scared to now about yeah <laughs> Sam a little bit more, <laughs> but because uh, he does kind of without giving anything away, and maybe I will in the comic talk. I'll, I'll decide. <laughs> Sam, as bad as he is, he kind of does become more of a like sympathetic character after he's dead in the comics Mm. we do see more of him even after this situation i mean he feels like
2: that even now yeah i think yeah
1: yeah i feel like he was more remorseful after what had happened to him
3: Mm -hmm. so i don't know if we'll see more of him in the show here maybe i mean to bring the actor in for that one i mean we got to see a little bit more sam lester even if it was rough ghost cgi version of him only we Mm -hmm. i'm sure you still have to have the actor in to, to make that work so i don't know if we'll see more of him though but a couple I things about that
2: scene. At one point, Gabe said to Chamberlain, do you have any idea what I had to do to get that door open? And that made me realize, maybe you two were already in, of this mindset, but okay, that was last season. That's what he was doing the whole season, trying to get the door open. And uh, he now I know he was trying to get the door open to get the whispering iron so he can make this key. That was, I always presumed he's trying to let these demons out. But now I think really this is just, this season of him trying to make a key is an extension of everything that Dodge was doing last season. Just trying to get mm-hmm. the door open so the bullets would come out and he could grab some of it. You know?
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Because he's not still actively looking for the, yeah, the mega key. Exactly. Really, is he? Or Is
2: like, he? He just wants the whispering iron. I mean, maybe he would try mm-hmm. to find it again if he didn't happen to stumble upon more whispering iron. Um, yeah. Couple things, another thing. I do think the idea is that it takes a lock because to make a key cuz at the end Eden tells Gabe to use Kinsey to make the key now maybe they just have a misunderstanding but i think what the show is saying that it takes a lock to do it yeah um and then last it sort of made me wonder uh just the the actually seeing this little slug parasite like is that like the demon consciousness on him or what you know attached to a spirit and that also makes me think okay this demon came out of the dimension behind the black door and possessed Lucas then use the identity key to make himself look like Gabe so I guess if you change your appearance using the identity key and then you use the ghost key then your spirit looks like whatever you changed yourself into which kind of had to you know it looked like his spirit looked like Gabe kind of had to work that way for the show because the show wanted to fool us uh, or no wanted to fool Chamberlain into thinking yeah. that it was gabe uh but i also wonder if lucas is still in there somehow if the parasite is the demon then is the spirit part does that mean that lucas is still like he's just being controlled by and it's also an echo which is a, another wrinkle to it but yeah those are questions i have about mm-hmm. all that
1: <laughs> good questions Uh, Well, some of that was actually uh, some of my point, too. And we've talked about some of it. But, you know, Chamberlain didn't tell. And this is what frustrated me. Uh, One of the things that frustrated me about this episode was Chamberlain didn't tell Gabe what he wanted the first time that he went to visit him, but he told him the second time. What he needed to do, he he. When he said, "You're not one of us," he oh, just told I Gabe, know. "It's going oh, to yeah. take a That's lock." True. It's like, well, now you dumbass! Now he's going to go kidnap one of the yeah. locks. He should have played to, a joke and, and on and him, him like prisoner. you.
2: You don't even have an ice cream on your head. How could you do it without that?
1: Yeah, he could have he he made up any random right. thing, some weird requirement. Off. Yeah. Right. Oh, you got to lose a finger for that, dude. What are you thinking? You know? I mean, he could have told him yeah. anything, but he, he literally right. told him right. what I'm like. You just. Did you
2: cluck like a chicken? Oh, uh,
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> So yeah. I'm like try, try it again tell me if that would come back tell me if that worked. No, I, know, I was so
1: frustrated. <laughs> yeah. So I ho- frustrated with this whole thing. Uh I'm like you, you know you you think you're being so clever but then you just literally told him. And and I think yes it does take a lock. I'm curious like you guys why it wasn't Rendell and why he couldn't do it and why it was Duncan. I wonder though if maybe and I don't know, I'm speculating, but I feel like it, they kind of touched on it just a little bit in season 1 how Kids are closer to magic than yeah. That's what we were saying. Like, Last as you get week, older, right. that might be yeah. Why. Yeah, so I'm wondering if maybe because Duncan was the younger sibling, you know, I feel like the younger you are, you know, you kind of mm-hmm. believe more in magic when you're a little kid. Even though Rendell knew what the keys were and he knew right. what the magic was, so maybe but, if he's know. going to
2: have Kinsey do it, maybe that won't work, and then they'll need to get Bodie or something. I feel like he's gonna be another it's, three episodes. Damn it!
1: Exactly. <laughs> I feel like now it's gonna put Bodie in danger. We're just gonna draw it out for a while uh so i don't know but i I was kind of frustrated by that and then like we already mentioned gabe took the freaking ghost key from the door so what the frig you know lost another damn key uh and and now he knows what to do he's found some more freaking whispering iron Mm
3: yeah just yeah that's having the whispering iron i did like him talking with eden that little thing was like well you get to live now and she's like what and he's just like well, uh, if I wouldn't have found this, then I mean, I guess I was just going to repurpose the whispering iron that was inside you. So now that I don't have to do that, and then he follows it up. He goes, "I'm just kidding," and I was like, "No, you're not." I was like, he "No, he's you're totally not, not that, kidding." That's what
0: <laughs> i was talking the about. The only way he's yeah. kidding
3: actually
2: is if you just can't do that, if it's not possible to do it. Because if it is uh-huh. possible, then I think he would do it.
0: He would. I think he would do it. Yeah. I think
1: he'd at least try it. He may not know if it's. Yeah if it would work but I think he would try it and see if he was successful that was the part that I was talking about when when you mentioned earlier before we got started on our top three uh, was you know him being evil and, and having seen that I'm like I don't know to me that was you know pretty evil like well I'm just going to repurpose you know what was in you and essentially killing you know well I would guess it would kill Eden I'm not sure if it just meant if it would just kill the the demon the or and she'd or, just
2: be whispering yeah
1: or what yeah, it would and do Yeah, that's another Eden. thing I
3: mean we have questions. question Eden is Eden even anything anymore. Like, yeah, she might know. be right. dead. Like, can, can you remove a demon from someone? We haven't learned that that's even a possibility anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It may I be once she was overtaken, like Eden's dead. gone forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like whatever Lucas it was. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't know. So that was a really good number three. Uh, what about you, Jason? What's your number three?
2: Uh, the- well, I guess it kind of fits to follow on with talking about how Doug Mr. Movie Guy finds a piece of whispering iron with Josh's historical artifacts. That's the guy's mm-hmm. name, right? Josh. He's yep. boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And he's saying this journal is written by an ancestor of his, Captain Frederick Gideon, a British soldier during the revolution. I mean, you'd think if you're going to mention a British soldier, soldier and you're going to show one in the in the premiere that it's probably the same, right? That he's one of those.
1: I, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like it's, also, it was one of those. Yeah.
2: He had a piece of whispering iron next to his journal. Uh, and Josh says he's been trying to find out more about this ancestor, including why this piece of ammo, which is the whispering iron was found alongside his journal. I think that, and then also just the fact that he, Josh is not really keeping it super safe or protected maybe makes me feel a little less suspicious of him than I was feeling.
3: Right. But then he also didn't automatically know pizza was the way to go for teenagers and thought chowder. So he's obviously not human. So, um, <laughs> hey, I wouldn't have no. chowder. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like that. I'm still not sure about him that maybe he's, yeah. it's been a red herring, you know, with him. So anyway, um, so now Gabe has whispering iron and so freaking do something with it. Come on um and while i'm talking about i Josh, have thoughts
3: but i don't know if i should bring them up later or yeah no. well, we'll
2: um, yeah, you can. Uh, yeah we'll just warn people um but yeah the last thing about him <laughs> is you know he gives kin uh he gives nina a kiss on the cheek and and kinsey sees and she clearly looks upset by this or kind of doesn't know how to process it and then later she doesn't want to talk about it but by the time she does talk about it she's like mom you guys look cute together it's fine and so to me, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what to make of that, but I think it, I would think if this happened in the real world, it would be that Kinsey was like, Oh my God, what, what? She's already going with somebody else. What about dad? And then she took a few days to sit with it and was like, no, no, I want her to be happy. And so then yeah. decided to be nice about it. But it might've also had something to do with her having her fear back in her body, though. I don't know how that would relate.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it. Good. That out. was like, <laughs> 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 off the list. I like it. That, that was good. Uh, well I can just switch mine around a little bit. Uh, cause Chamberlain lock and, and that whole scene between him and Gabe and with Sam was one of my points as well. And we kind of talked that out. So Pake, what is your number two?
3: All right. Uh, number two, uh, kind of going into what Jason was talking about kind of flows with Kenzie and, stuff that's going on with her, I just titled it Red Flags. And <laughs> it's uh, her with with Gabe and kind of the storyline we get through this episode with them is, and it really starts outside of, of Kenzie when we get Scott noticing Gabe and Eden together and seeing that it seems very serious. You know, of course, there's no Scott or even Kenzie later. There's, they're not thinking demon, but like they're definitely thinking like, well, Gabe is up to something and he's, not being truthful, and he's lying, and uh, <clears throat> so yeah, Scott notices that and goes to Kenzie, and she's kind of sucky about things with him um, <laughs> a little bit, a bit of a jerk. <laughs> she was kind of yeah, sucky does, last
2: season too, a little bit after yeah, she, yeah, after she, her she lost her fear.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing Scott tells her is just like you know once you once you got into your head, went messed with your head. Yeah, you're not you're not thinking clearly, like where she took
2: them all and, down into the sea cave without checking the tides.
3: Right, you know exactly. <laughs> And so she's obviously upset at him kind of bringing up because, you know, him questioning Gabe's intentions and, you know, as correct as he may be, it's not the right thing for him to do, like, for their relationship because Kinsey's very sensitive about that and she reacts in the wrong way, I would think, I would say. But Scott knows that about her. And I think that little fight that they had definitely. He could have gone about it a better way, but it does plant those like little seeds, those red flags where she does start questioning and eventually like noticing things herself.
2: Two seeds, one about how she's not the same since she uh, took her fear out because she, even though she doesn't acknowledge that, I think it gets her head, it gets her thinking. And then, yeah, Mm -hmm. just not trusting Gabe.
3: Yeah, but man, that, that line where she was like, I think it'd be better for everyone if you did get that go to school. The pain in his eyes were like, she just <laughs> stabbed him in the gut. That I was like, yeah. Fuck. yeah, I was yeah. like, damn, that is that, that is low blow. Uh, but yeah, it does, it plants that seed. She chooses to to have her fear come back to her. Bodhi's wisdom grants her that idea, like, how to do it. And, uh, which I love that she's just like, you know, maybe maybe Scott was right, and Ever since I got rid of my fear, I am just making all the bad choices. And I love Bodhi. Like the little angel on her shoulder is just like, well, if you feel that way, then fix it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) see if you can put it back.
1: Bodhi is smarter than his two older siblings put together. I swear. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) So I love that she does that. And then with the fear. So then she starts like not trusting. I think part of fear is distrust.
2: Suspicion. Yeah.
3: And suspicion. So now with, with Gabe, she starts really picking up on things, which... For us watching it is like it's very obvious, but mm-hmm. she's kind of been had these blinders on. And so now you know with this fear and all this maybe she's it's going to help her start figuring things out with him cuz she's losing trust in him. I, I mean, wouldn't clocks- say
2: it's completely obvious if you didn't know what we knew, which is that he's a demon. Right. <laughs> but I would say True. it's at least worth thinking about, you know.
3: Yeah. And then here cuz she clocks kind of that stare that him and Eden are having yeah. across the the dorm. And then when he a- she asks him about, you know, where were you this morning and stuff, and it seems like he's pretty like, oh, I, I stayed back in my room. and But he's been staring at Eden, and so she's, like, starting to put little pieces together. Even if they're not, like, the, exactly the correct pieces, it's not what she thinks. Because she's thinking, oh, Gabe's cheating on me with Eden. I think that's as far as she's going right now. As she's not thinking demon, obviously. Mm-hmm. But... But it's baby steps, right? But but she starts seeing those things, and then the big chunk taken out of it, obviously, when Gabe and Eden are in Josh's office, and she f- finds them together there, and then give this weak ass excuse of like, yeah. oh, Gabe, okay, um, ever um, the gentleman, was it was it was it was helping me find the bathroom, and then we got lost in here for some reason. So, okay, sure. And then I like that she instinctively pulls her hand away from him whenever he goes to grab her hand. Without even th- that fear is there I that she said it was a shock. Back. I think that was her lying to him oh, to cover that up.
1: Okay. Oh but yeah, I think was think she was that, totally lying yeah. about that. It
3: was it was her suspicion of him then that there's almost a disgust when he reached for her mm. hand. She instinctively just like mm, no. I,
2: yeah, I was feeling critical of her because I was kind of. They had just found the anywhere key in Duncan's room, or Duncan found it upstairs, and then like mm-hmm. in the next scene, she's telling Scott. Oh, yeah, we checked in the music box key was still in key house. And I was just hope. I mean, it is a bit of a leap, but I was just yeah, hoping but that she didn't like, even think to try. Oh, to maybe connect the if the anywhere was here, here, it meant someone was here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but I-
1: After all summer, they never found the anywhere key. Yeah, but oh, yeah. it just happens to pop up out of nowhere.
3: <laughs> yeah. And Duncan but, found it. Like, I mean, she doesn't know the timeline, but like Duncan said he found it. Last night, Risa. yesterday, whatever it was, like when when she sent him <laughs> right. to check on the well, music box. No one so. is
1: talking to each other, and it makes me so mad. Like <laughs> like, Bodie hasn't said anything to Kinsey. Like, oh, Gabe came over like that uh, episode where they played games with the keys, uh, you know. Right. Oh, and he went and was I a ghost know, huh? for a little while, and then in this episode, you know, Bodie skips school to stay home with Duncan to you know be with him and check on him and stuff, and not to, so he's left alone. And Gabe comes over and uses the ghost key, you know, and... So, like Kinsey doesn't go home between school and that party like she couldn't it, like her and Bodie didn't communicate like oh Gabe came over today and he was said he was scouting right. locations for the movie and he went out to be and she's she, that wouldn't be enough for her to question like, like, we're not doing location scouting right now what, what are is, you yeah. doing why did you do that even if she didn't say it to Bodie she could at least confront Gabe about it and then that would still arise more suspicion but I'm like more well, no one's right t- telling I just think these things
2: that um in Carlton Hughes's family, growing up, that nobody ever talked to each other, so that's just what <laughs> oh, so my to. family,
1: okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, what you were saying about how Scott could have gone about it a little bit better, and like kind of attacking um, Kinsey's boyfriend head on, mm-hmm. kind of backed her up into a corner a little bit, you know. Even though yeah. I was feeling critical, ever I I've, I've no situations like that. It re- totally reminded me of this time in college or on my dorm floor, there was this really sweet girl, like the sweetest girl on the floor. And she started dating this guy who was a total dick. And I was like, yeah, you know, uh, the other night he got so drunk. He was out peeing on all the bikes in the bike rack just whizzing away. And she was like, well, I've seen you drunk. And I was like, okay, you're going to stand up for that. Fine.
3: (laughs) I'll I'll shut up. (laughs) Because I mean, she does, it's, when you're like close to somebody like that, then it does feel like an attack on her because yeah. she's spending her time and emotions and stuff on Gabe. So it's a fight or flight thing. That's what it is. What you said back there into a corner. Yeah. It's like fight or flight where she was like, I can either just like leave the situation and stop talking to Scott or I can jab back at him real quick. Like it's, that's what that is. That's what
2: it is. Yep. <laughs> that's what happens sometimes. Mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't know anything about that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh that's a that's a really good point really good point. I like that um Jason, what is your number two?
2: um let me see here um, um I was trying to think if I had any thing more to say about that. just I guess um I could talk about how Kinsey gets her fear back, so uh just You know, she says, Bodhi says that Duncan was upset and confused and this isn't going well. And she's like, well, we just need to put the memories back. And she goes, I should have known better. I can't even count how many mistakes I've made since I took my fear out, which I think, like we said, that Scott actually planned that seed. But um, Bodhi has the idea. Well, can you control stuff that's inside your head? Maybe you can control stuff that used to be in there. So she just kind of wills it to come back. And then that scene where they're in the bedroom was interesting because there's three versions of Kinsey together for a second she's using the head key so they're sitting on the bed and then the second version of her and then the fear is just kind of standing by the um, revolving door and then goes inside <laughs> and she I don't kinda, know she
1: almost looked happy to be back yeah like yeah, was she, she just was glad fine, to like, be home uh, Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, right.
2: or was Kinsey willing her in there but it did make me think oh could Kinsey ha- I guess Kinsey if she had known she could have just controlled it last season too like when it was attacking um uh Eden maybe sh- she was subconsciously was controlling that who knows <laughs> uh, but she could have just made it go back in there or and I also when it was attacking um Sam maybe she was sort of subconsciously controlling that too well,
1: well maybe yeah. but i think i'd also, be very
3: afraid of Sam in that moment um <laughs> yeah yeah
1: i mean and maybe she could have controlled it last season but you know i think she was at the at the time really happy to be rid of it she was so consumed with her fear sure, and she let it control it her so much. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, she could have yeah, stopped
2: I'm, it from being a threat is all I'm saying.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're totally right. But I, I don't think that she wanted it to at the time.
2: She wanted it to attack Kinsey.
1: I, I'm sorry. She didn't want it I mean, to, I mean to come Eden. back. Yeah. She didn't, she was happy to be free no, of it. I'm not saying she while. wanted it yeah. to come
2: back. All I'm saying is that when it was attacking Eden, now that we know that she can control things that used to be in her, that maybe she could have stopped it from attacking Eden.
1: Right. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, Aaron is like, do you feel any different? And she's like, I'd forgotten. I'm afraid of a lot of things. And Aaron's like, that's good. And she goes better to know what I'm up against. So, uh, this is interesting because Amelia Jones first had to play this girl who just witnessed her dad being murdered and then had to like uproot her life and move to a new place. And she's, she was so anxious and then play the fearless version of that girl, which is quite a shift. But now she's got to play a girl with her fear back, but her life is more under control and better and not so threatened. And she's had some time to adjust to her father being gone. Uh, gone, And I think she's doing a good job. Like even when her fear came back, I could see a subtle difference. She seemed a little more uh, tentative and, you know, a little more depth going on in there, a little more worry. So that was good. And then more suspicious of Gabe, like we were just saying, and being an overthinker like her mom said, you know, she's back to being an overthinker. And I like that scene when she said, "How can you tell if something's a red flag or just something you're blowing way out of proportion?" And Nina says, Those are no easy answer there. I think you just got to trust your gut because there is no easy answer to that." <laughs> and that is a tough question and I thought, what if yeah. one of my kids asked me that? I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> trust your gut, I guess. But and then all of that I kind of wonder why the writers had Kinsey's Fear with Gabe and Eden if it was just going to go back to Kinsey like maybe they want Gabe to know that it's back with her you know because at the end it looks like Gabe's going to go try to get her to make the key so maybe he'll use that knowledge or something I don't know because it seems weird now know. that it was in that cage and everything and then nothing really came of it you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah maybe they'll pick up on it that it's back with her and maybe that's why she's a little more hesitant around gabe and a little more reserved maybe he'll start picking up on because he was already giving her like a funny look when she you know drew her hand away um when they were gonna hold hands i don't know
2: yeah i mean i just wonder what was the point of we didn't even see how they got it you know Mm -hmm. how they got it in the cage and i figured that would somehow play out in the story that they have it, but then it just escaped. So I wonder if there will be still any significance to that that will have some bearing on future story or not.
0: So. Yeah,
1: me either. Um, Mackenzie was one of my points too, and we've talked about her a lot. Uh, <laughs> but I'm glad that she finally has her fear back. I think she needs it. Uh, and I think like we. You know, what we've talked about, she'll finally be able to kind of look at things with Gabe with a more critical eye and be a little bit more cautious. And she needs to be. Uh, I don't think she's as careless as what she was last year when we were kind of complaining after she lost her fear and how she was acting. Um, But I I think that she does need it. I I think, you know, a healthy dose of fear is there for a reason, you know, um, not to be completely I think it was kind of nice
2: to get rid of it for a little while there. Yeah. When she was really having a hard time. Yeah, absolutely. It seemed to actually serve her well for a little while there, let her get closer to Scott without so much worry. But then, yeah, over the long term, not so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I think it's good. I think to get things kind of moving and to hopefully expose Gabe, you know, for who he really is, you know we're going to need that. We can already kind of see the cracks starting to form there between them and their relationship. So I like that. And I did like uh, the talk that she had with her mom, you know, later on and that she was sensitive, you know, to that. I was afraid that maybe she wouldn't be, you know, you kind of, or maybe just me kind of expected a kind of a snarky teenage response mm-hmm. with her mom, you know, being angry or lash out or something because she saw um, Josh kiss her mom, you know, there in the school. And I thought, oh no, Kinzie's maybe not going to react to that really well, which it would be really hard, you know. I don't, I can't remember if we have got an exact timeline of how long Rendell's been gone, but, you know, um, is she ready, you know, to see her mom move on, you know, to someone else? But I like how that she handled it. I think it was in a real mature way. And I was kind of shocked to see that from Kinsey. <laughs> in
2: a when way, To kind of see her react
1: in a mature way like that.
2: With the relationship of, if you don't, if this is like too personal, it's fine. But with the relationship between Kinsey and her mom, do you think of you and your daughter?
1: Oh, I've got a way better relationship with my daughter, I think, than <laughs> <with her. laughs> what uh, what Nina and, and Kinsey do. Uh, but that that Kinsey's younger. Yeah, yeah, she's younger. But I mean, a little bit. Yeah, you know, after after I split with my ex, you know, I don't. I think if if I had maybe moved on too soon I don't think my daughter would have handled it well she told me she wouldn't have so I mean she straight up told me like I wouldn't have handled it so well so yeah. um but you know then she was in a place kind of like Kinsey where she's like yeah it's cool you know you can do what you want and it's you know time, I, res- huh? I respect that mm-hmm. so so yeah a little bit but it was uh it was good to see that from from Kinsey I was mm-hmm. I was like that's I, nice because it was Nina- a relief it it was. Yeah. And I think Nina felt good about it. And she was relieved. And, you know, it's not like they're running off and getting married or anything. It's just a little stepping stone. But you can see still clearly how hurt she is and how much she's still holding on to that when she had that moment with. um, um Oh, shit. I just Ellie. No, not Ellie. Um, Aaron. Aaron. Crap. Um, yeah. Too many E names. Yeah. But with Aaron, uh, when Aaron was looking for the key, but she's like, oh, I was just looking for a book to read. And she was talking about the last time that she saw Rendell and was like, oh, he came here uh, for summer after college and he told me about you and said he saw his future with you. And I just thought that was such a sweet moment. But at the same time, I was like, damn, Aaron, you were just like like just crapping on everyone i was like you know duncan is all messed up and broken um his head's all messed up you got nina over here crying you know all kinds of things but (laughs) that's um, not crapping (laughs) (laughs) it was it was was (laughs) making her cry but it was but but, you know it was was, happy um, to hear
2: it i'm sure i guess yeah but
1: you know know, it was just you can still see she said it was okay that she
2: wanted to be able to talk about him without crying and then they talk about him a little bit and then she cries.
3: I know. I thought that's why she's like it's. It's nice to talk about him without devolving into tears. And she's like, "Well, good because you know the last time I saw him, he came home for Labor Day, and he said that he saw a future with you." And she's like, "Okay, I'm going to need a minute." That didn't take long at all. Um.
1: Yeah, I was like, "Well, all right then." No, but it was no. It was nice for her to you know kind of share that. So you know, I that was. I'm sure a sweet memory meant a lot to to Nina, but um, you know, still you can still see a lot as hanging with her too, you know, that here she is, you know, maybe venturing into something a little bit new, but yet still kinda hanging on, uh, you know, to, to Rendell at the same time. So it's it's interesting to see that struggle. But anyway. Um, Pake, what's your number one?
3: Oh, number one I just called they broke Uncle Dunk. <laughs> uh you broke uncle duck we didn't break him um i think they kind of did yeah no they definitely broke him uh and we i wondered about that because last week i remember me saying like oh they're putting all his memories back and then now he's going to be part of the team and he's going to be like able to do all the magic stuff with him and then i think jason you kind of brought up you're like but he's still an adult does he still have memories Mm -hmm. of the magic it's like oh i don't know and then we see pretty much right away that oh no they fucked him up real bad uh (laughs)
2: And it's not all as the if, memories like yeah. you had uh, <laughs> had all these experience with magic and then grew up and naturally it faded. I mean, maybe right. who knows, like what would he think about the whole thing about Rendell having killed Lucas? If he grew up and forgot about magic, maybe it would be a similar experience that he's having right now, but I don't think so. It feels like it's even worse that all those memories are just crammed back in there.
3: <laughs> yeah. So it's everything, all the memories coming back, but not the memory of magic. Yeah. So it's, it's just a bunch of convoluted and confusing memories that are terrifying out of context. Just like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, what did I do? Because he's in that blank space of yeah. like, I don't remember anything from my childhood, really. From one day to going to the next being like, what, what the fuck was my childhood? My brother killed his friend in the, our basement and they took me out to the shed and made me do some kind of sacrificial blood mm-hmm. thing. And I, what was happening? But and it just sort of
2: makes me wonder if they hadn't take. found the memory key, what would, like, what would Aaron think of all that right now? Right. You know, she'd be like, I think my friend killed my other friend, but I'm not sure why.
3: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot for, for poor Duncan. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> they broke uncle Dunk for sure. Um, cause yeah, he's, he, it's even messing with like memories that I don't know. And maybe this is kind of just like a weird little area that plot hole or something. I don't know. Of course he does have a lot on his plate, so he's overwhelmed. But like even when he's like, oh yeah, like they talk about keys, and he pulls up the anywhere key. He's Like I found this. Where'd you find it? I don't even remember. It's like, well, that w- there was no magic involved in that. You literally just went to check on something that Kenzie called you about, and then the key was sitting on the dresser. So it's he's not like there was like, magic to forget. He's all so, fucked
2: up right now. He's having headaches he's just, and he needs to lay down. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: it's like praying, a lot. It's just the whole episode is he resting. Um, he's yeah.
2: fucking seeing. Uh, but he sees Bodhi, Bodhi as, as himself. As was that the himself version, or...
1: Yeah, it was the younger version. Yeah, of he
2: that. was
3: singing it as, as, as his younger that was, of, uh,
2: self. That felt so bad for Bodie.
3: Oh, I know. And poor poor Bodhi just hates seeing his uncle like this. Because you can tell, like, Bodie and Duncan are really close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to have, you know, Bodie's probably honored to be the one that, like, you're going to stay home and just keep an eye on Duncan and make sure he's good. It's like, awesome. And then for that to turn into, okay, well, he's wandering aimlessly. And then when I try to question him about it, he is having these, like, panic attacks and freaking out. And finally we get to that thing right there at the end where he's literally yelling at Bodhi in the face. You're not real. Get out of here. He just shoves him out the door. Mm. And just that look on Bodhi's face is He's like, just
1: oh, I know. <laughs> pushed down on his butt. Shattered. Just like,
3: just crying. And I was just like, Oh my God, that they need to fix this fast. Cause Duncan is spiraling. Like it's getting bad. And, and Bodie's now a victim of that. And that hurts my heart so much. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, don't do this. Uh, so it's yeah but I mean he does see having these memories coming back I mean like going out to the shed and having that you know using his blood to make the key and then seeing Aaron Mark and Ellie like pulling memories out of his head through this door all this stuff doesn't really have any context to it so it's Mm -hmm. a lot to take and then yeah the Rendell killing Lucas and then he's like my brother killed his friend right here what's going on and Aaron's there It's like Aaron you were there and she's like yeah but you don't understand there was a reason he's like you know, her trying to explain it to him is not doing any good. It's not helping the situation. Cause he's like, no, I know what I saw and why am I just now remembering it? It's yeah, I, in, I do
2: feel for him. He's in this sort of traumatic headspace yeah. where he can't really have a calm conversation, logical conversation with somebody.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just, <laughs> so to sum it up, yeah, I was like, they definitely broke Duncan real bad.
2: Mm -hmm. it was interesting to see him looking through the photo book because the way I interpreted Mm -hmm. that he was smiling right was that a lot of memories came back and a lot of them were pleasant and he was just going through for the first time being able to actually remember what was in these photos and it made Mm -hmm. him happy you know but then he thought about the shed and oh wait something bad happened out there and that made him upset and then he went out and remembered that that's where they made the key, but also they took his memories. It shows yeah. them using the head key on him. And he's like, why would you do that? And I still kind of wonder, I mean, he wasn't eight, but he was younger, but I still yeah. wonder if that's supposed to be a mystery or not, you know, why they took his memories.
3: Yeah. So the only guess I have on that is, I mean, cause I was thinking the last week where we were talking about it, I was thinking he was younger than that but then in these flashbacks he looks like he's maybe 13 or something still young though and but, yeah. which is still young and so i'm thinking like maybe it's just they just wanted to because they force themselves we hear aaron say we used the memory we made the memory key and used it because we wanted to force ourselves to hold on to the memories of the things that we did yeah but maybe because and duncan was still young he was still like a child i mean 13 is still like say like young if that's the age he was supposed to be around that time it's like so maybe it's just to preserve his innocence, they're like, "It's better if we if we don't
2: have him remember." And by the way, when she said that, I was like, "Well, I thought you did it because you wanted to be able to just keep track of these keys in case any more evil people came around." You know, so maybe there was multiple reasons why they wanted to remember. Mm-hmm. She, like you said, she said it was so we could face our guilt or whatever.
3: Yeah. But
2: I'm glad. I mean, I don't like the idea of just going in and taking the memories out again if they can find that memory key I think it's worth a shot so that then right. he'll be in the same place as, as Aaron basically mm-hmm. where he can remember it all and so please let that happen in the first 10 minutes of next week's episode <laughs>
3: right <laughs> I just for Bodie's sake I'm tired of yeah. I, I need Duncan to be fixed like
1: please <laughs> yeah I agree okay Jason what's your number one
2: um, let's talk some random things about the, the ghost key that I feel like I kind of learned. Uh, Gabe says he can't even take the ghost key from a drawer at key house because that would still be in Bodie's possession. Even if he doesn't have it on him, that that's new kind of, he can't just, even if they're not carrying it, he can't just grab it. Um, yeah, so many rules with these keys. Bodhi says that when you use the ghost key you can only fly around key house grounds. Did we know that already?
3: Maybe. I'm
2: not sure.
1: I feel like I they might have mentioned something about that in the first season, but I'm not uh, I feel like I had that knowledge tucked away somewhere.
2: Yeah, I think they at least mentioned that when you die somewhere that your ghost haunts the grounds, but I don't know if they mentioned that when you use the key, the ghost key, that you can't also leave the grounds, but maybe they did. If that if so, I didn't mm-hmm. remember it. Um, I also thought it was interesting that Duncan was looking at the door where they always use the ghost key, and he's like, "I feel like I died here," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is maybe kind of what it feels like to use it, or that was just his misinterpretation of a vague memory. You know, I became a ghost, yeah. so I, that means I was dead, right? <laughs> and then the last thing is, I don't feel as critical of the ghosts. FX as you guys it's I don't think it's I don't know it's weird it's different it's like a sandstorm is happening or something but I don't think it's bad CG it's just maybe a weird design choice but I'm okay Mm -hmm. with it I don't know what would you guys rather just see more like a typical kind of ghostly thing or or what like a spirit Ah. like a wispy spirit or something
1: <clears throat> I, I don't. I don't know. I think that, like with Gabe, I feel like his his they've got movement in his hair and things like that. Like I think Chamberlain makes a decent ghost because he's he doesn't move that much. But I feel like every time they it moves, it gets weird for me. When they're like yeah. still in one place and not moving as much, it looks okay. But as soon as they're yeah. m- like moving through the air and their hair's moving and things like that, it just kind of takes me out of it um but if they're just yeah. still i'm like fine with it I don't so know, this gabe's the one if... that
3: gives me the the most like problem with it because yeah he's very animated yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> almost a pun there because it's like he's very animated as an actor <laughs> and then so when you put him in that like kind of with those effects is he looks like a cartoon it just and it kind of takes something. me out of it okay yeah.
1: yeah okay
3: but i get the more that they've done it i i'm it doesn't. It's not like it like takes me fully out of the story. I'm I'm accepting it. I'm like it's. Yeah. I mean, it is what I, it yeah, is. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's fine. It's. I I don't love it, but it's just like it's whatever. I think it looks a little better than what it did last season. I think a little, but um. I mean, it's fine. I I'm not mm-hmm. gonna hang on it too much. It just looks a little. I just like, wasn't a piece sure what
2: exactly about it you didn't like, but I get it now. I guess it looks a little too cartoony. <laughs> cartoony. Yeah.
1: that it for your number 1? Mhm. Oh, okay. Well, my number 1 was Duncan also. And I know we've talked about him, but I I'm I'm like you, I I was just completely heartbroken for Duncan and what he was going through and you know, I can't imagine having this memory dump that they did on him the last episode just dumping all these memories at once that he's lost for so long and not just memories, but like magical memories. And we've seen, like with him and with Nina, anytime something magical comes up, that weird confusion, like, Mm -hmm. oh, what's happening, you know, and they almost look kind of like just fading in and out. And then they're like, hmm, I think I'm gonna go downstairs now, you know, and they just kind of, you know, go go on with their thing and just kind of forget. So I feel like you know, dumping all of these memories at once not only was, you know, kind of traumatic for him, but magical memories, knowing he's an adult and yeah, can't the, remember.
3: The fog that comes with forgetting the exactly. magic. Exactly. Is also all dumping on him at the same time. Because it's like we see what Jackie is going through. Exactly. And you see how it freaks her out. Okay, well, Duncan is now constantly It's like a hundred times, day, times that getting hit with a me- memory and then that fog hits right after. So, yeah, yeah, you've
1: I've seen how seen. how Jackie feels uh, when she's just in the moment and how upset it makes her and how upset she became here um, by the end of the episode after they had gotten back home and Tyler was explaining to her, you know, well, you know, it's okay. This is this is what it's all about. And you know, kind of showing her the video and catching her up to speed and how she's like, I don't like this. I don't want to feel like this anymore. And I'm thinking, well, think of how Duncan feels. Duncan is feeling all mm-hmm. of this like at once and you know uh, it's, it's coming in waves and then it's affecting you know not just like these memories that he's getting glimpses of but then he's also seeing Bodhi as a, a younger version of himself and, and lashing out at him you know it's 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 affecting him in a lot of different ways and yeah I'm with Jason, I hope they find this fricking memory key in like the next 10 minutes, which bodes the question then also when you were talking about possession of the keys and how they can't just like go take the key uh, and, you know, while it's still in their possession, what does that mean for the memory key? Erin said that the memory key, she thinks Rendell hit it at Matheson Academy. Does, if it's not with a lock or in... Key house is it still considered under their possession? I wonder. Can if if Aaron if someone finds it before Aaron does, you know where she mm. thinks Rendell might have hidden it? Can yeah. can they? Because did
3: did Dodge ever find any keys on their own before taking any of them from the locks, like last season or anything? I I don't know. I don't. I don't but
2: know. But there were keys elsewhere. So like mm-hmm. when Mark had his matchstick key at his house. Yeah. Then would it? What does "under my possession" mean? Would it mean wherever he puts it, or at his home? You know, right. we don't really know. And maybe um, it just depends on what the writers decide it want. <laughs> they want it to. Yeah, mean.
1: yeah, that's true. But anyway, I I, I felt bad for him that w- for Duncan, you know, the way that he's constantly constantly being triggered by everything in Key House, You know, the places and things and looking in, in – and. Picture books and the pain that it's causing him—not just emotion- emotionally, but physically too. Like it's physically taking a, t- a toll in him. And it, I, I think it would be maddening. I mean, just trying to put myself in his shoes, I feel like it would be kind of maddening. Like, am I losing my mind? And um, in, in how that would feel. So, I don't know. Hope they hope they find that freaking key uh, soon. Because one, I don't want it to be dragged out, and two, I feel bad for Bodie. So,
2: yeah, it's not it's not a pleasant thing to watch and it's been over the last like two and a half episodes. So yeah. And I'm It'd be nice curious to, for Duncan to get, get to the next part.
1: Yeah, well, because we're, it's ten episodes, next episode is the fifth, we're going to be, like, halfway through, and Duncan is the key, here in quotes, um, you know, to to being able to make a key. That's why they were wanting him to, or to bring his memories back, right? Is because he's the one that made the memory key, he knows how to make a key. Um, That's
2: why they want to bring his memories back. I thought that was... They just want to, they want to...
3: But just to help Aaron help him. just felt bad. Yeah, for him Aaron felt bad because she lost time and she didn't want to do that to yeah. somebody
2: else. That's why. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm not Trying to make any well, more keys. Um. Well, and then I also am curious that after all these generations of locks, that they're the that like it was um, Rendell and his friends coming up with an idea of a key to make you remember magic. I don't know. I would have thought that that somebody would have thought of that before um, they came along, but I guess they didn't just thought that was interesting. Um, what about notes?
3: I have a lot um, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of, I can start with my backup point that I could have used also uh, that we didn't really talk about, which was Aaron <clears throat> herself uh, with the memory key and, I mean, she starts in the house for it all day long, which is, you know, she's really put herself up to the task in this mission of like, before we reverse what we did to Duncan and putting his memories back, it's like, before we take him back out, like, let me try to figure out where this memory key is. I think I can figure it out. It's got to be hidden somewhere. So she's searching the whole house. She's doing all these things. And then when she can't find it in the house, she decides she wants the head key from Kinsey this kind of this last ditch attempt she's like the last time i spoke to Rendell, he had it and he went to go hide it so maybe if i go into my head and find this experience this memory i can figure out where he hid it and it's
2: weird because she said i buried that memory i'm like what does that mean why can't you remember right
3: (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. right uh but i mean that is for her to do that is intense
2: given everything that she's
3: just been through To then be like, yeah, I'll go back inside my head where I've spent the last twenty eight years trapped. Like,
2: and Tyler was sensitive to that. Major. He's uh, yeah, promise. He, she didn't even have to say it. He's like, I won't let you get trapped in there again, which I thought was nice. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh yeah, as as Tyler being there with her. I mean, he's number one draft pick for trustworthy backup for sure. I that's it's it's great that he was there with her, and yeah, so like I wouldn't want to go near that key again after what she had been through. So for her to really care this much about helping Duncan, I think is really cool that she's willing to go in and find it. And, and she does. And that's where we get that. You mentioned a little bit ago, this she goes and finds that memory that Rendell had taken the key to Matheson Academy to the school to hide it there somewhere. So that'll be interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. hope she finds it,
3: but yeah. Um, see, just, uh, I've got a bunch of like other little random notes to see what I've gotten. Uh, Speaking of Tyler, like I said, number one draft pick. Just because, again, I just I am loving Tyler this season, loving his personality, Mm, just the sweet, kind of adorable stuff. I love just the first time we see him in the episode is with Jackie. He's got you know her locker all decorated with a big happy birthday Jackie on the wall above the lockers, Mm -hmm. and just I don't know, it's it's something about his personality and like his like quirky, jokiness that I just am very. Drawn to. I love that. Where he goes, oh, my God, it's your birthday? (laughs) And then she's like, oh, this is so sweet. And he's like, someone's really into you. Like, I just love that that personality is so good. But then him taking her to England using that newly found anywhere key as a gift, yeah, knowing what that would mean to her.
1: Such a romantic... Over Amazing. The I was like, everybody, oh my God. everybody
3: needs a Tyler Lock in their saying, lives, whoever that could be can't for you. You can live up like, to that. You, gotta-
1: you can't <laughs> yeah. live up to that. I mean, and I think just uh, what he did there at school, decorating her locker and balloons and, you know, a sign and just making it all about her was a great, like, awesome thing to do but then yeah. he goes and no nope, this is what your gift really is and takes <laughs> her to freaking bath you know England mm-hmm. I'm like oh my god you know that you know every boyfriend that she has after that is like nah. <laughs> no one, <don't laughs> of course chance. she's probably not going to remember no, it so it no, won't matter no. anyway <laughs> but you know if she did right. you know then no yeah. one can live up to that
3: Yeah, and, and I was wondering what how they filmed so, like they filmed any of that in England right. Right. The set. they get to take a I trip think yeah by looking at it i think they filmed like establishing shots in england but i think the actors were all just on a set somewhere i didn't want to go looking yeah i didn't want to go looking online to find out for sure because i'm terrified of spoilers if i google anything about lock and key i know so i'm not even gonna try same but
2: but yeah i agree i i loved all that stuff and i also like it because this is a show about these keys that are like a fantasy that we all imagine the kinds of Mm -hmm fun things that we would do if we had them. So we want to see some of that, you know, uh, cause there's enough of Duncan having a headache the whole episode. Let's have some fun light stuff and make yeah. the most of the keys and, and play up the fantasy of having the keys. And of course there had to be a dark, somewhat tragic side where she forgets magic and freaks out. Yeah. How do I, get here? I want to go home. Cause that's the story right now. But I, I liked the, the romance and the magic of her him taking her there. That yeah. was awesome. It
3: was, it was super cute. And then, yeah, it does kind of take that turn where it's sad because, yeah, she has this, like, memory episode while they're there. Yeah. And so to her, all of a sudden, she's just like, now – What the fuck? Where, we are, where am I? What's going on? And even when Tyler – she's like, "She's like Tyler, what's going on? He's like, we're in England. And she's like, how the fuck does that make anything better? How did we get here? You know, I, I can tell why she would be panicky. And then like that, Heck you know, yeah. I want to go home, which – yeah, I mean, makes sense when you're like freaked out like that. So, and you're gonna say that. But I was like, "What did she expect? Like, go put me on a plane and we'll fly right. back home. I don't know why we got here, but let's just go." I home. wonder what
2: did happen. Um, I mean, we've seen that. Like they sent Nina through the door with the mirror key, so even if you're an adult, you can still use magic. You'll just immediately forget. Yeah.
3: It. Yeah, I'm sure he just used the wiki yeah. to just pop back into her bedroom, mm-hmm. which would freak her out even more for that minute. But he's like, "Okay, now that we're home, yeah, sit down. Let's just forget. Let's talk it or out. Or
2: Maybe yeah. remember because she's not <clears> 18 yet.
3: Yeah, but but man, but yeah, up until that point, I thought it was really cute and sweet. But yeah. then yeah, yeah, like you said, it's the story with her, and we went and she, yeah, she was just so frustrated. Like I don't even want to just just keep the keys and magic away from me completely because I'm tired of remembering and forgetting and remembering and forgetting. If if it's out of my life completely already now, then it's not going to, I'm not gonna have to go through this.
2: Yeah. And that's why, like, I Mm -hmm. feel like all the drama of the show right now is just about the impact of using the keys, which is starting to wear a little thin with me. Mm -hmm. It's okay, but I want to see something else driving the drama.
3: Yeah. And I think that is really all the notes I had other than, yeah, I do believe, we hinted that Josh talking about like the the whispering iron that he had and the you know British captain because I think that that was the captain that we saw of that little brigade. So Kevin Durand. okay,
2: so and he got I I, he,
3: I think he's the ancestor. He got of possessed, him, yeah. right? Yes,
2: two of them I did. I think
3: one did and then got knocked back into oh, the door. But Kevin and Durand. Then, and then he, he stood. He was, saw what happened to the other guy before he got sucked back into the door. So then he stood in the way and got hit with the next one. Oh, okay, yeah. yep cool yep that is all i got
1: great good notes jason do you have (coughs) any notes
3: yeah
2: just a couple so scott didn't get his spot at the film school in england and um i'm wondering if he turned that down or what what do you guys think you think he just didn't get in
3: i don't know i feel like it meant a lot to him. I think he would have gone if he would have gotten in, but, but then maybe from what happened last week with, even though Gabe really was like being combative and egging him on, they did bring up some good points. It was like, you're just going to leave us with all of this, you know, (laughs) to figure out Mm -hmm. without you here. And maybe he did feel kind of responsible for the movie and the Savinis and decided he would stay back, but I don't know if he would, but I did notice with him doing that, that then what Kenzie says about, you know, maybe it's better for everybody if you do go, the fact that he hadn't been able to tell her that he didn't get accepted or didn't, it did, wasn't going before she said that to him just makes it sting that much more.
2: You think uh, he knew at that point? I was thinking, he I think so. Maybe he did, yeah.
3: Cause the way, cause then Abby mentions it to her. It's like, Oh, he didn't tell you yet.
2: I'm sure if it was me. And someone said, well, maybe it'd be better if you go Then I would have been like, well, I didn't get in. So there yeah. <laughs> you're stuck with me. <laughs> Uh, did they just gloss over that a big giant spider trashed key house recently?
3: Yeah, nothing <laughs> nothing really came of that. <laughs> they called stuck the everything service. in the
2: mending closet and called it a day. It was like crashing into the frame of the doors and things like that. Okay. Um, I liked when Zadie was sitting next to Demon Eden and she was gorging herself on pizza and sadie says i thought you were a gluten-free carb hater well sometimes you gotta just not give a shit sadie goes well don't make me start liking you Eden hawkins that would mess with my world
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) loving eden Mm -hmm. just turning into my favorite character (laughs) that's all i got good notes all right well, that then moves us into our listener feedback um, for this portion. Uh, Paik, you want to take the first one?
3: All right. This first one is from Lindsay Schlitt. It says, I feel like I missed something. Why did Rendell and Aaron remove the memories from Duncan? Just to hide the fact that Rendell killed Lucas? I hope they can figure out how to help him. I'm not loving the mean Duncan character. The dueling ghost scene was... I'm not sure what I thought. The ghosts racing through the sky made me think of a Quidditch game... The ghosts battling inside Gabe's body made me impressed with the skills of that actor, but then the easy win of body tossing the Sam ghost out the door was lame to me. Not sure what to make of that scene altogether. I think it's a good thing Kinsey has her fear back. Maybe she can stop wandering into the woods investigating screeching creatures and dating demons. Do we think the little shock she felt when touching Gabe was her fear giving her a hint? Something like intuition? Yes. Yes, I do. I I think so.
2: (laughs) I guess the Gabe fighting himself is a bit. Uh, Ash from Evil Dead too.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jason, you want
2: to take the next one? Sure. Don Elizabeth says, "I'm so glad I'm listening to all of you." And hello, Jason, who I forgot to mention in comments for the first episode. It's good to hear you again. Thank you. I keep missing things like seeing Kinsey's fear and the parasite on Gabe's back, and I uh, nobody saw that except for Paik. and i totally missed the fact that gabe and eden had kinsey's fear thank you for correcting my calling it the everywhere key instead of the anywhere key although i don't really see the difference well in the anywhere key you took you go through the door and you can be anywhere you want the everywhere key you go through (laughs) the door and you're everywhere it sounds once.
3: terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: thought it was very brave of Ellie to use the head key. After being stuck in her own head for so long, it must have been a challenge for her. Absolutely. I think it shows her affection for Duncan. I love seeing more of Aaron Ashmore. I hope they resolve his issues with getting his memories back soon because I like the old Uncle Dunk much better than this tortured version. I haven't been sure about Josh. Now I think he's related to the British, British soldiers we saw in the past but I'm still not sure whether he's a good guy or a bad one. And Rima, you were right about predicting that Kinsey's fear and Sam would show up again. You go, girl. Possible comic spoiler warning. Wait, let me read this. I I think this is okay. I read them a long time ago and I think they're wonderful. I don't remember exactly, but don't the keys keep getting lost and found like what is happening in the show? You would think that they wouldn't leave them laying around Eden or not getting them back when lending them out, Bodhi to Gabe. I would keep those things on me all the time. Can't wait to hear the podcast. Keep up the good work.
1: Right, I, think too, yeah. I think I'd have them like a chain around my neck.
2: Yeah, get a keychain.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great feedback, guys. And good insight. Yeah. A lot of the same questions that um, we have for sure. Okay, we did get some... A couple of voice messages. Uh, First one that we have is from our good friend, Greg. Let's see what he has to say.
4: Hmm. How can we torture Greg? Oh, I know. We'll end an episode with a young boy being emotionally scarred by the results of, in this case, magic, but similar to like Alzheimer's or dementia. This is a uh, this is a way that we can make sure that people tune in next week. <laughs> no, that's wrong. Gah I mean, good on Pake for seeing the slug and all of the things and the Sam and and Gabe fight and like this, this episode was really good. But Duncan and the whole, uh, I mean, the ending with with Bodie just me, but the 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 dementia was the really. Uh, the the really kind of heart-wrenching part of this for me. Uh, all right. Can't wait to listen to the podcast and watch the next episode. Bye.
1: Yeah, that was rough. Rough to watch. Yeah. Thank you, Greg.
2: That's why, um, you know, that's actually like with Netflix. They put out all the episodes at once and then they end them on cliffhangers so that you will – watch the next one because you want to know what happens Mm -hmm. next but this is another way to get you to watch the next one just leave on something really uncomfortable that you hope will get resolved soon right you don't have to sit with it for a week like we did
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, (laughs) i will fix that Uh, we resolve that when we're done recording tonight (laughs) yes
1: we'll get to move on as soon as we wrap here all right thank you so much greg Uh, next voice message we have is from our good friend Steve
5: alright Rima, Jason and Paik, this is Steve and this is for Lock and Key episode 4 or what's inside Duncan's head oh they're not going to show them putting the, the memories in his head they just put the bag in his head oh so he does have the problem even though they put the memories back because he's over 18 and he doesn't use the memory key yeah I got it oh nice what a gift, he took her to the home of Jane Austen. Was faked out for a second, that maybe they went back in time, but no, they're not. Isn't anyone questioning why Bodie's not at school today? He's just taking care of Uncle Duncan. Okay, Paik, I'm gonna look for the slug, this time on his back. Okay, pretty clear, yeah. And I guess, I think that is Sam Lester that's watching him. Oh, uh, are we gonna get the fight? Oh no, kinda better. They're both in his body? Crazy. Well, that was a bit anticlimactic. He just forced it back out the door, but it was a little comical as well. Take the ghost key with him or do you give it back to Bodhi? I couldn't see. Okay, as much as that makes sense, Bodhi, it also might be kind of troublesome because didn't the fear attack her the last time it was out? Oh no, did Jackie just forget how they got there and now she's going to be freaked out about being in London? Bath or wherever they are. I really kind of thought it would be more difficult than that to get the, her fear back inside her head, but... I guess not. It, what are the chances that he is his ancestor? The teacher guy, Bennett. Oh, whispering iron. Okay. That's why. <laughs> Repurposing the whispering iron that's in you. <laughs> yeah. I guess we're just supposed to assume they were able to clean the house up after the whole spider attack before <laughs> Nina found out anything. All right. So Duncan is losing his mind and now he just hurt Bodie. All right. Talk to you later
1: that was great
3: oh yes love a good life steve
1: yeah that was fantastic thanks steve (laughs) a lot of the same thoughts there Mm
3: -hmm.
1: cool thank you everyone so much for the feedback always much appreciated hearing from you guys every week um appreciate your insight all right so now we will move on to comic talk uh, uh. Again, for <laughs> just for anyone who doesn't want to hear um, possible spoilers, um, or you know about maybe what was similar in this episode to what happened in the comics, then you should probably skip ahead. But consider this your warning. So, yeah. Peik, I know I think you had some thoughts, and I know that you're a little fresh uh, on the comics than what mm-hmm. than what we are. Do you have some thoughts you'd like to yeah, share? Yeah, I've gotten week? a
3: little bit into like into volume five now at this point. So I'm cool getting there, man with this week. Cause I've got some stuff that I have thoughts where this is leading, but like, I even want to run it past you. like, I don't know if I want to spoil things for, so both of you have to kind of, okay. This cause I'm like, I feel like I could be spoiling a major thing for this season. If they go this route,
2: I so, feel like maybe you shouldn't then like, <laughs> yeah. Cause mostly when we do comic talk, mostly, on Walking mm-hmm. Dead or other shows.
1: It's usually more
2: about, about like that episode. If it's compare that what episode. happened yeah. just happened. Yeah. yeah. Versus yeah. tell us what's going to happen.
3: Yeah. So I think yeah. that's... I, I'm going to hold off on this, but I will say that okay. I, I have a feeling they might do some stuff with this season based off of what, <laughs> what Gabe has to, you know...
2: Some stuff <laughs> might happen. <laughs> stuff, <laughs>
3: stuff and <laughs> things. Yeah. And uh, things. Uh, but, but yeah, I will say, I mean, Gabe... If he can't do the, if he needs a lock <laughs> to to make these keys happen, then uh, there might be some ways that he goes about doing things. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm I'm interested to see. I will say, if it does happen, then I will be like, yes, this is what I was talking about. Yeah, if we, that's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah that's you know, it, yeah, yeah, you can you can do yeah, that.
3: I will do uh, make a little callback to a previous one because as I'm reading through the comments uh, comics and catching up. The scene with uh, Gabe and Kenzie, Kinsey, where Kenzie like really kind of pressuring him to let her inside his head and see things, and kind of mm-hmm. freaks out. No, no, you know I'm not comfortable with that. And then they kind of fight, and she tells him to leave. I had forgotten that is in the comics, but it's pulled directly from the comics. Her mm. and Zach oh. at that moment, where cool. she's like, you know, you've you've been in my. They, what they wanted to do is they wanted to take like a happiest memory out of each other's heads and place it within because she had done it with Scott. She had done it with. Jamal which is a character that's not in the show but the Scott in the show is kind of a mix of Scott and Jamal from the comics Mm
0: -hmm. and
3: um, you know and I think she even did it with Jackie so it was like this that was kind of a thing Kinsey would do with just her closest friends was like give Hmm. me one of your uh, most cherished memories and I'll give you one of mine and you can see and then when she wanted to do it with Gabe he was like no and I freaked out out on her and then (laughs) she was just like you know it it was very much kind of the same thing where she ends up kicking him out because she's frustrated that he won't open up
2: I know why they didn't call Gabe Zach on the show because the way they introduced Gabe, we didn't know that he was.
3: Um, yeah, yeah. So even for comic readers, it, it was kind of a cool reveal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. But now
2: that now that now it's kind of the, he's getting the same storyline.
3: Yeah. yeah, as far as yeah. comic talk, then with anything that happened in this episode that's similar, well. I talked about it last week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and you you mentioned also the the struggle between Sam and Gabe when they were both in in his body at the same time, kind of fighting for who was going to, you know have possession you mentioned that was taken from the comics so that was pretty yeah. pretty straightforward there uh, you circumstances i guess were a little bit different about how how they got there but yeah as far so as one when- I, I
3: think I, I said it last week but just in case i was sure yeah so really what was more is instead of talking to chamberlain he uh zach went out or dodge went out because yeah he wanted he was still looking for the omega key at this time to open the door initially Uh, They still had not even been down. Like, Dodge had not been down to the black door at this point in the comics still. And uh, so he was trying to find the Omega Key, and he knew that Sam kind of could go anywhere around the key house. So he was going to have him find the Omega Key for him. And when he refused to, they were fighting as ghosts, each other a little bit. And then Sam sees the body laying in the doorway and was like, or maybe I'll just take your body. And then it kind of leads to that. But... So it oh, okay. wasn't like a premeditated plan. It was like mm-hmm. Dodge right. went out to get Sam to do something. Sam refused. And then Sam had the idea. Oh, your body's left alone. Maybe I can <laughs> I can take it over and leave you out here. Yeah.
2: Um, do they? I forget what the ghosts look like. They kind of just look like transparent, right?
3: Yeah. They're like these colorful, uh, but see-through kind of things. Like mm-hmm. Sam is always green and oh, okay. Dodge They, is they look kind of like force ghosts? Yeah. Kind of like force ghosts a in a way. Yeah. <laughs> a little more wispier, but yeah
1: comparison and they cool. can kind of change
3: the way they look a little bit without getting to oh I where because was that because Rufus really isn't is in this season at all uh but we have a moment because you know Rufus is kind of very into his action figures and his war figures and stuff like that and so when Sam is able to communicate with Rufus he can put like an army uniform on and stuff and be like you know soldier I need you to do this and mm-hmm. you know he is able to kind of change the way he looks as a ghost oh okay so we've seen uh, Sam, so I can hint at that a little bit. Is maybe there's more to come? Sam still might play some.
2: Roles yeah, you would think so. I, I would feel like they would, not
3: even as a ghost, he might be have able have to come communicate for this little bit. Yeah, with people to help them find ways to take care of Gabe slash Dodge. <laughs>
2: mm. I mean, ghost haunt, right? So
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, guess, so I will well, I guess sit on that other stuff and then, yeah. <laughs> If <laughs> we get some big up, stuff later I'll be like, ooh, that was it Yeah.
1: We'll stick it.
2: Sam in Mike Flanagan's next thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Too soon, I'm not fully recovered from, really. from Midnight Mass <laughs> yet <laughs> yeah. I think we
3: get two Flanagan shows next year So. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I think so Yeah.
1: We'll see We will see Excellent. Anything else from this episode that was pulled from the comics, or maybe similar or different that you want to mention that are non spoilerish?
3: And if not, it's okay. I just right now no.
1: Okay, cool. Well, thanks. Thanks for covering that. Um, I look Mm -hmm. forward to hearing what you have teased us. Yeah. So can write it
2: down like um, Rima wrote down her Dexter.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I did. I was like, "This is what I wrote." Yeah, I mean, they said the season's it's supposed to be proof.
3: darker, so I'll say, "Yeah, there's, there's a possibility." I, I wonder if they'll I go the direction so. I'm thinking because it's it could get real dark, it's and I dark. think I could like okay. that. Yeah,
1: I okay. hope so. I, I like darker, more threatening mm-hmm. kind of thing, so that I, I'd be digging that. Cool. You should all watch right. some
2: Ari Aster. Ari Aster.
1: Uh, no, that leaves me traumatized and I can't sleep for weeks. Definitely too (laughs) much.
2: Okay. Next week we will be covering season two, episode five of Lock and Key. Past is prologue. Yeah. Which I, that sounds like British soldiers or something maybe.
1: Hmm. It would be interesting if we got a little bit more of a flashback kind of fleshing out now that We had the British soldiers in the first episode. We kind of got the planting of the seeds from what Josh said. Um, That would be cool. Yeah. And we know that the locks have been there for a really long time, too. It'd be good to kind of see if, you know, that kind of merges a little bit, their histories a little bit. Uh, Might explain Josh's fascination with, I feel, I feel anyway, because I'm still super suspicious of him, his fascination with... I feel like he's got a fascination. I feel like it's he's got a, the he's got a house. freaking miniature yeah. It's more of the, more the locks That's and not just
3: Matheson. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: It's yeah. not just, yeah, it's, it's kind of hyper-focused on them, not just Matheson and then the history. So anyway, cool. Can't wait. I guess we'll find out here after we're done recording. Hmm. Um, well, we are excited for you to follow us in the key house, but until then you can follow us on Twitter at strange T cast.
2: you like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stranger
3: can email at Pod at gmail.com and can also find us on the TV Time app.
2: Find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at Podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts.
1: Speaking of great podcasts, uh, you fellas want to tell us what you've got going on at Podcastica and with your podcast pick?
2: I mean, I'm covering World Beyond and Fear the Walking Dead and World Beyond just had an episode that was i think as good as anything that's been on the walking dead i mean maybe not nice. as good as the very best walking dead episodes but it was fantastic so i, I was stoked that it's been getting so good right because it's only a two ep- two season series and they're coming up in the last three uh episodes of the series right now and it's really really ramping up into something cool and things that you you would never see on The Walking Dead, so it's yeah, it's a lot I, different.
3: I keep getting these little teases and stuff, so I think this week, once I have – maybe tomorrow night, when I am finally just have like a night free, I'm going to binge through and try to catch up on all that stuff because it looks yeah, like it's, it's getting re- really interesting. at
2: this point, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. And then – um but you got to – I mean, getting up to it, it's pretty good and sometimes mm-hmm. just okay, but – now that I've seen this, I'm like, yeah, people who like the walking dead should watch it. And then also, um, wheel of time is coming out this what, week in three days. Yeah. And then, uh, Ben and, uh, Greg and Wendy are going to be podcasting about it on house Podcastica after that.
1: Awesome.
3: All right. Cool. And over on run for your lives this week, me and Daphne, uh, covering might be a little harder for people to find it. You might be able to rent it or something on Amazon or something, but, uh, kind of a little cult indie horror film but it's one of my absolute favorite is called behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon um Mm. it's it's a mockumentary style slasher film it's kind of a parody satire but it also is very serious in its own way it definitely has a good twist to it so it's like a love letter to slasher films that kind of has its own twist on it as well it's great uh you know i love kind of the joke because you know if names like Michael Myers and Freddie and Jason fill your heart with fear, then what, wait till you meet Leslie. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> it fills
1: my heart. fills my heart with yeah. Glee.
3: That was my favorite. <laughs> growing up. Scott Wilson's in it. Yeah. Scott Wilson. Uh, it was Robert Zelda England. Rubenstein's last film that she did before she passed. Uh, Robert England. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's just, uh, Kane Hodder is in it for a hot second. Um, nice. so just, yeah, it's a big, just love letter to slasher. And, It's one of my favorites, so if you get a way to watch it and check it out, then I definitely highly recommend watching the movie. And then, yeah, if you want to check out me and Daphne, talk about it on Run for Your Lives. We had a blast with that.
1: Excellent. Thank you. All
2: right, that is our show. Thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Until next time, I'm Rima.
2: I'm Jason. And I'm Kate.
1: And Simon Wooster is Strange Indeed. Hey everyone! Welcome to our bonus segment dedicated to the Great British Baking Show.
2: This week we're covering Collection Nine, Episode Eight: Free From Week.
1: Mm. Well, we we found out what free from meant, didn't we? <laughs> free yeah.
2: from comedy, free from hosts,
1: free from logic. Free from Logic. <laughs> could I love this those. podcast sometime while yeah. oh, I'm much. speaking? Yeah that that was that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, this this was an intense uh, episode. Just a handful was, of bakers left. It,
2: it was much better than I thought. Like, the food looked great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked really good.
1: It, it did. Even
2: Paul was surprised. Like, he ate a few things. Oh, this tastes like you can't even tell.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny, their little intro that they were doing, like, free from, we With never heard of that. Yeah. What is this? And they're, you know, they're Matt's describing it, free from this and that, and, oh, Paul's not going to like that. Uh, and then, yeah, he comes out like the Hulk, and I was <laughs> like, I'm kind of, you know, I'm willing to try things for sure, but I have to admit, usually when I eat something that's, um, you know, f- like dairy-free or something like that, it's right. not Sugar-free. always – yeah, I'm. I'm not. Into, I, I've had some gluten free things. I, I tried a little, little experiment where I did some gluten free cooking and baking and things like that. And yeah. uh, it's not that some of it really just tastes bad, but it's hard to work with. You know, a lot of that gluten free, you know, substitutes for like flour and things. Uh, yeah. You know, they're, they're they can be kind of difficult to work with, and, and you don't quite get that same texture, yeah. uh, and and the structure. Of, it says it can get you know, very the bake.
3: crumbly.
1: Yeah, it can be uh, very crumbly. My,
3: my grandmother had celiac and so mm, I spent okay. a lot of time with her and travelled with her and did stuff. So like I remember in New York City, like we had to find like a bakery that specialized like gluten free, which was cool because she had her first Eclair in like thirty years when we went Aww, to that bakery, which was awesome. That's but, nice. but like but she would order all kinds of stuff and I remember some of like the bread she would get for sandwiches or different stuff. I mean, it just falls apart on you and I'm like, Oh man. It
1: does. But
3: but going and traveling around with her and getting gluten-free stuff from, like, bakery in New York and all these places, like, I found some really good gluten-free stuff that she – like, she would get pasta, like, imported in, like, from Italy that she would make at Ooh. home. And, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yum. Yeah, I think when it's when it's done well for the, the people that know how to work with it, then it would probably mm-hmm. turn out really well. So that's why, you know, yes, a, a lot of it looked a lot more appealing than what I had expected – um, didn't get to taste it, obviously, but I think when someone knows how to work with, you know, if you have dietary restrictions or you know allergies and things like that that you have to work around, you just kind of learn um, to kind of specialize in that. It can make things taste mm-hmm. good. Uh, so, so yeah, it was, but it was interesting. I don't think we've ever seen that uh, on Bake Off. Uh, I've I've watched all the seasons, and uh, I don't remember that they've done anything like that. So it was definitely unique. I'm always curious how they're going to try to you know do something a little bit different because they always do you know bread week they always have like a cake week pastries and things like that Mm -hmm. um, as like a standard but uh you know they always try to throw in something a little bit different right to kind of mix it up and make it fun each season so i thought this was an interesting challenge and you know i think we think it was mentioned last week that um this would have been the challenge that would have been great had freya still been with us yeah (laughs) she would have excelled
2: i was disappointed she didn't even get a mention
1: uh, I think they did. They did mention, they? mention
3: her. Yeah. They did? Yeah, I think oh, when the says, judges were kind of sitting in that back tent or whatever, and they said, oh, too bad Faya yeah. wasn't here for this week. Oh, you, good. good. Yeah, they uh, did. That. Yeah, yeah she
1: glad. she did get a mention. So, So yeah. Um, well, so speaking of these unique bakes, uh, before we jump into uh, what our favorite bakes were, what stood out for us, what we thought were maybe the yummiest or most aesthetically pleasing just a quick rundown. Signature bake. Bakers had to bake a dairy-free ice cream sandwich. They had three hours. Does not seem like a lot of time for baking and making flipping ice cream, but they did it. A technical challenge. They had to make eight identical vegan sausage rolls with some sticky red onion chutney. Looked yummy. Uh, mm-hmm. And they had to do that in two hours. The showstopper. They needed to make a gluten-free celebration cake with at least two tiers. And they were given four and a half hours for that bake always get a lot of time for that showstopper uh so with that being said who wants to start with their or one of their if you have more than one one of your favorite bakes for this episode
2: i mean lizzie's brain cake was the best the -hmm. dyslexia like Mm -hmm, she mentioned yeah yeah all those she has dyslexia dyspraxia adhd and concentration disorder brain fog so she made a shag rug like brain fuzz with organized chaos, rice paper fins with numbers and letters to represent dyslexia, lime, Swiss meringue, coconut, pineapple jam, coated in this kaleidoscopic shag pile of Italian meringue buttercream. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. So good. And yeah. I, you know, I thought it, she's going to have to really pull one out to not go home. And she really did, but everyone else was just so good. Mm -hmm. But even, even with that, uh, I just loved this thing. It was like Prue said, you know, no one, none of them had ever seen anything like it. And Paul said it was like the yellow submarine cartoon. Um, and Christelle was like almost crying, saying she was proud of her and almost made her cry. I just loved everything about this. It really stood out to me, uh, in the whole series of something really special.
3: Yeah. yeah so that's my bake
2: of the week for sure.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent on board with you. That was my, <laughs> like it's cause yeah, it's, it's, it was learning disabilities or she's a S E N, which was special education needs, mm-hmm. which, yeah. And it was a representation of just because you are different in those ways that you still should be celebrated,
2: celebrated yeah. and her
3: explaining it. I almost wanted to just like tear up because I'm just yeah. like, God, I love this girl so much right now. And <laughs> I know, I mean, but
2: yeah. And I totally agree with everything, like explaining it and celebrating the uniqueness. I love that. But, but, but it also took, for the cake to be freaking amazing looking for it to just really stand out for me. Like the idea is so good. And then the cake was awesome too.
3: Yeah. I mean, just all the piping and stuff that had to go on with it. Like she
2: and her finessed it it. finesse.
3: She finesse. Yeah. Yeah,
1: She, (laughs) she reached finesse level this week. (laughs) Right. Yeah. so
2: I love that. I mean, the ice creams, I, I thought they all looked good. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really hard. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting because it's dairy-free and the real challenge is in the ice cream part, not the cookie part. I mean, mm-hmm. that's challenging too, but mostly. But um, it was hard for me to choose which one I liked best. But I think it was Jurgen's pistachio almond <laughs> macarons with banana coconut ice cream. Even though the macarons didn't turn out quite like they're supposed to, I think they were still really good.
3: Yeah. yeah, it and was done. saying, like, you basically invented, like, a new kind you of knew, biscuit, yeah. and it's super good. It
2: so seemed good. appropriate exactly. for an ice
1: cream sandwich, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right,
2: it, probably even more appropriate. Mm-hmm. And 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 the, he Paul mentioned something about the intense flavor of banana, so I guess I'd have to pick that yeah. as my favorite, although Chris were, was a close second.
3: That is also my favorite on the ice cream ones. It's like, all right, we're just <laughs> lockstep today, but that's... <laughs> That's great. I think Chig's with the mango ice cream also was super yeah. Like I was like, yep, I'd be all on that as well. So.
2: <laughs> well, Lizzie's dark chocolate biscuits, I mean. Mm-hmm.
3: Even and with the NG 100% Seppi's cocoa. the
2: orangey thing.
3: Because when she said she did, used 100% cocoa on those, I was like, oh, yikes. Like, that could be yeah. really bitter if not done.
1: She but said it, it smelled it, like jaguar pee. Or <laughs> <like> wee. <laughs> jaguar <right>. wee.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it, or it looked like it, I think she said. No,
1: she said it smelled. Smells like really? jag, jaguar wee. Why would she know what that? No. <laughs> well, she's
3: around. So, months, I don't know.
1: so if anyone has, I think I I saw a couple of episodes and I can't remember how I watched them. But there's uh like an after after the episode airs, there's a like an mm-hmm. extra slice they call it uh-huh. for GBBO. And it's kind of like a behind the scenes, and they kind of explain some things. And I think Lizzie was on uh, after this episode and kind of explained it a little bit. Like, okay, what is that, and why do you know what she? It's I don't know the whole story because I didn't get to hear the whole thing. But I guess she lives close to a zoo where they, I guess, have jaguars and they let can let you smell. What it mm. smells like—that
2: makes so much more sense because I was like, "Yeah, is it's a very specific black? thing. Like, like,
1: it no. smells like jaguar piss." So you're like, "Yeah, how does she?"
2: And uh, but I love that Joel because uh, uh, she goes, "You know what this reminds me of?" And Noel's like, "The inside of a coffin." And she goes, "Jaguar, are we?" And he goes, "All right, you're weirder than I am, it's official."
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that
2: takes a lot, but I think she could very well be there.
1: She. Definitely gave him run for his money as far as being eccentric, you know. Um, So yeah, (laughs) she's great. Yeah, I, you know, they they the they looked good ice cream sandwiches, but I'm not much on ice cream, so I didn't really. No, I that's not a secret. I've no, I it's fine. I don't hate it, but it is definitely. I'm not one of those girls that goes and runs to the freezer and grabs the ice cream to. You All know, right.
2: If starving. I can't say Dexter episode two is boring, then you can't say ice cream's not good. I'm just kidding.
1: I just, <laughs> it's fine. It's not bad. It's no good. It's okay. just fine. It's not one of my favorites. <laughs> it's not what I reach for. So it, you know, I was like, oh, that looks interesting. I would try it for sure. I take a couple of bites. I'm just sure. not, I'm not, not devouring it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I, the, the vegan sausage rolls did not appeal to me whatsoever. Good, oh it's so nice. yeah, I, good
3: it's like me. a mushroom and walnut yeah. base and it had like the no. onion so chutney good. i was i would have been all on that no yeah, the onion chutney too.
1: sounded really good mm-hmm. but, mushrooms
2: are so good i love and the puff, rough puff pastry yeah, yeah that
1: looked delicious mm. and then when it was smell. extra
2: spicy that just made me want it more but it was so funny when christelle's like he's like come up over here and try this she goes i've tasted it you know i like spice <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: great, great timing <laughs> Yeah, yeah it was like, funny that he it choked yeah. Paul up. I thought that was really
3: funny. <laughs> and he goes, milk, please. He goes, milk. And he goes, oat milk. You can <laughs> have only oat <laughs> milk. Go, oat oat milk.
1: milk. <laughs> and he
2: goes, oh, I think I'll stick with I'm that.
1: happy with the chili. Trust yeah, He really doesn't like any kind of like dairy-free, gluten-free yeah. kind of uh, thing. That was
2: good. Matt's. I feel like Matt's gelling a, a bit more. He's yeah. getting more comfortable. Because that was a really good comeback right there. Yeah, quick oatmeal. and snappy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh but the showstoppers really won me over. I think uh like you guys said, Lizzie's um extraordinary cake, uh I thought being a celebration of her and her what makes her different and unique along with others. Um, you know, I thought it was beautiful. I thought she really just pulled it off this week and it was just made it even more sad to see her go seeing oh, how yeah. well she did this week but i think also chigs's uh red velvet cake i love red velvet cake oh my gosh See, that's just, where like, but we
3: we diverge on that yeah. cuz i could care less like oh, gosh. about With red Giuseppe, velvet i'm like
2: yeah. his was like stodgy and and i thought oh crap there could be an upset here he he could yeah, go home Giuseppe's and was- then
3: when, yeah, when Paul just looks it's at him, he's like, only one underwhelmed. Good. And yeah. I was like, Oh, that stings.
1: He said, I expected and, better from you. Yeah, and, was like, and it ouch.
2: wasn't like, it's good, but I would expect better from you. It was like, it's not that good. Didn't, they didn't like how it looked either. And uh, so I was like, wow, could he be going home? And then when they all go back and converse, Paul right away says, no, he's safe. And I'm like, ah, oh, they shouldn't have put that in there. They should have left it a little more suspenseful. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I guess if he's safe, he's safe. But it just killed the suspense. <laughs> yeah but yeah anyway sorry go on
1: no you're fine i was just gonna Mm. see if uh, anyone had any other favorite bakes that stood out to them
3: um i get like you you mentioned chigs even though i said i don't care for red velvet too much i'm proud of i mean just like that it seemed like he just in like perfection was an ingredient he used in that because i mean they loved it and so i think it's awesome he rocked that and then i think just design wise even though it was like leaning a little bit they still really loved Christelle's with the dress and the, I was impressed with her. The roses, the piping of the roses. So the roses. Well. I
2: was so yeah. impressed yeah. with those roses. She did that in one or two other bakes, but yeah, mm-hmm. she's really good at it. Yeah. And I, I noticed Jurgen said his cake was made for 80 people. <laughs> like, oh, wow.
1: Yeah. He was
3: the only yeah. one to do three tiers. So he had yeah. extra He's sponge to make.
1: Always going a little bit above <laughs> to try and make himself stand out a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, he did well. They all they all did, real, you know. I thought pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, what about standout moments? We've mentioned a few. Uh, anyone have any other particular standout moments that were funny or just heartwarming?
2: I mean, the <laughs> I guess it's funny in retrospect, but um, Jürgen dropping his sausage rolls <laughs> on the floor, <laughs> and then he just picks them up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he doesn't tell anyone and i'm like i wonder if paul found that out when he like watched the episode
1: like hey i, just I hate, hate
0: that
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> five second rule we're good it's all
1: good <laughs> Christelle did it too she's like oh five second roll and not in this episode but another episode Uh but yeah I
2: mean this seems worse though like all of them right on the floor
1: sure were yeah well you gotta have Uh. something to turn in you can't be like sorry I dropped him on the floor didn't even show
2: him like scraping him off or anything
1: yeah or flag him and be like I wouldn't eat those 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 were on the floor longest
2: and if I had a magic key that would tell me how many times I've eaten something that fell on the floor, I would not use it because I don't want to know.
1: Yeah, I don't want to (laughs) know.
3: I love, uh, I I wish I would have wrote down who she was talking about but Prue says something about, I I think it was probably Lizzie or something because it's somebody that they've been trying on. It's just like I just wanted to strangle her because she's Uh, worth so, you know, I know she can do it and she just hasn't done it. And then Matt, again, without him just being so quick and witty where he was just like, Prue, you must stop killing people. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: but before uh, right in between those two uh because i had the subtitles on Prue has got pru goes lizzie's a good baker but she seems determined not to be neat i'd like to strangle her and noel goes that'd be good tv
3: (laughs) i didn't catch that one from noel i like
1: that i love him so much yes (laughs) oh gosh Uh, i thought the line it, it was cute uh you know maybe not as funny but whenever Jurgen was explaining about his ice cream flavors you know uh, and how he tested out his favorites at ice cream parlors and you know Paul's like oh was that in like some kind of professional capacity and he's like nope just an internal <laughs> internal mm. job <laughs> i thought that was really cute like he just enjoys ice cream so he's going around testing his favorites at different ice cream parlors it's just so <laughs> Jurgen and so cute yep. he's so pure
2: I liked when, um, well, speaking of that, Noel's being mean to Christelle again. And mm-hmm. he's like, so how's it going? And then he walks away and then he goes, no, no, really, how's it going? And then just starts yawning. Yep. <laughs> <as> she's talking. <laughs> and then later he was being nice to her and, and said, Oh, you could do this. You're, you know, you got it. And she goes, you're being so nice. Usually you're like, why are you here? And, He's all. Well, that's because you respond to banter. If I imagine, if I asked Jurgen why he's here, he'd be like, "Because I'm an efficient, powerful scientific baker." Why are you here? <laughs> and I'd be like, good point. I better get my coat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I like their banter. Okay. They're cute.
2: But what about Jurgen splashing his whiskey and apricot sauce on um, his cake and got some on Matt? And he goes, oops, sorry. And Matt's like, no, it's all right. It's very refreshing. And he goes, Jürgen's like, it's not the worst thing to be splashed on. And Matt's like, no, no, I can definitely think of worse things.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like that. That was great. Uh, it's not really like a line or moment, but just, again, with the bakes. Christelle with her cookies. Again, miso. She is really stuck on using she miso. She in like likes Every miso. week right now. Yeah. It's like she's on that miso kick. With the coffee ice curious. cream, though, I was like, all right. Okay.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. But that, that was, yeah, I really wanted to try that one because they loved mm-hmm. it too. Yeah. So that always helps. Love it.
3: Yeah. Uh, Lizzie has a line about when she's working on her biscuits for the ice cream sandwich. And again, I only get like half the quote, so I'm like, oh, I forgot the context, but uh, where she goes, who cares what Paul thinks? And I was like, Ooh, I don't yeah. know if that mentality is uh, a <laughs> good for you.
1: Yeah. She's determined to do her own thing.
2: Yeah, I only got half of this one, but Noel's over there saying, I guess, saying, like, Am I bothering you or something? And Jurgen's like, You might not believe it, but you're a calming influence. And Noel's like, That's never been said before.
1: I believe that. Yeah. And we talked about where Matt and Noel were kind of doing their own little back and forth, doing their own version of free form, mm-hmm. free from logic, free from hosts, free from comedy. Mm-hmm. Free from important information. Bakers,
3: you have time left. Time left.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I probably giggled more uh, during this one than what I yeah. did at some of the others. Yeah. So, like that. Yeah. Free, free from good. tent,
3: where they were just standing mm-hmm. out in the field. Yeah. Um, That's right.
2: It's like, oh, it's nice being out in nature. Shall we strip down again?
1: Sure. Again. Yeah. They're cute. Anything yeah. else? Uh, let's see. Are we free from thought? We're, we're out of.
3: There's just another great, my (laughs) inner 12 year old boy. Enjoy. There's one of those lines again with Christelle's before the spice kicked in from the chutney. He does say to Christelle, he's tasting her, uh, the, just the sausage thing. He's like, well, I got a mouthful of nuts. And it was just kind of this moment where, it, like, it paused and you looked at Christelle, like, stifle a laugh, like, in a smile. She's like, mm, yeah. I'm not going to react. I'm not going to react. And then they and then they just moved on. But I was like, but they left it there for just to yeah, let it linger do. for a second. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. It's it's funny. I always think, gosh, you know, they always say they're judging up blind. But you can't help by, you know, when you're watching the judges, Paul and Peru up there. And they're making comments whether something is really good, whether something has just was an epic fail. You know, I'm like, all you have to do is look up the baker's faces you and they're know. totally giving <laughs> the one themselves away. The red is
2: the one. Yeah, right. as as they are
1: like, oh, yeah, oh, that's not good. And the baker's over there going, ee! you know, yeah, like, oh. They don't
2: hide it on their face at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if Paul and Prue ever notice that but just pretend not to or they just, I'm sure they try not to, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, to try mm-hmm. <clears throat> try to remain mm. um is <laughs> impartial. is yeah, impartial is <clears throat> possible. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Any other thoughts?
2: <laughs> get something <laughs> down the wrong pipe there. <laughs> yes. Oh no. Um you want to go to Standout Baker?
1: Yeah. Um so we're down to let's see the count here we've got chicks christelle giuseppe and jurgen so i I, that's it yeah that's it Um, well
2: lizzie's in this one
1: well right um yeah yeah no predictions i'm gonna
3: go ahead and say even though she got eliminated lizzie's my pick for this week even though she got eliminated i think by far she was my favorite and i'm still picking her as like my star baker my my favorite baker of the week because she did absolutely everything she needed to do and i don't know she could have done more in it it's sad that she got eliminated, but like you said, I mean, and yeah. they, even the judges said they're like, she she definitely stepped up in what She was supposed to do It's just. It's unfortunate that everyone else brought their A game this week too.
2: Yeah, he came up with an ace when everyone else did as well. She yeah. beat Christelle in the technical. Te- mm-hmm. Christelle got last,
3: mm-hmm. and then I think
2: Jurgen got fourth, and and uh, Lizzie got third. Yeah, I'd say you could say they tied in the showstopper maybe I, from the comments, but Christelle did better in the signature. And I um, I wouldn't have been shocked if Christelle was the one to no, go I, instead of Lizzie.
3: I figured, I mean, it was a coin toss for me at that end. Yeah. I was like, it's one of those two. And I right. can't tell.
1: I think it might have come down to maybe, it, because they liked her flavors, Lizzie's flavors of her ice cream sandwich. But I think um, it was presentation. Like they didn't, yeah. they felt, eh, you kind of lost some of that pattern there. And I didn't really like how she did the like she painted the little dogs in the pattern or something. I could, couldn't quite, yeah. you know, so it didn't look very good, but they liked the flavors. And was really, so, really good looking. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say it looked good, plus they did like also like the flavors, so maybe that's yeah. what kind of bumped her up just a little bit. So, yeah.
2: I think it was mostly about the signature. I feel like yeah. the technical usually is less uh, weight to it, less important.
1: Sometimes, yeah. yeah.
2: I, I'd pick her, but also chigs he just
1: chigs rocked it
2: he did first in technical he he was awesome all the way through he he got starbaker i like that he mentioned he had a full house now he got the handshake starbaker now twice and first in technical and he's just really improved you know as happens on this show improved over the course of it
1: that's what i win yeah i've enjoyed watching chigs rise you know he's he's I think in the first couple of episodes, he was just kind of like right there in the middle. He didn't quite stand yeah. out, but he wasn't really at the bottom right. where he was. We barely a even talked
2: about him at first. Yeah. Well, we did even mentioned him.
1: I don't know that we did that much. Uh, he was like a little bit of a, a, you know, kind of in the background a little bit. We we're like, oh, well, he's just kind of middle ground here. He didn't really stand out, but you know, was in it enough to be able to pass on to the next round and he has just continuously improved. So I'm really happy for him. You'd love Mm -hmm. to see those bakers as they keep improving. And, you know, I mean, Giuseppe and Jurgen have been so consistent. Christelle, a little bit more consistent, but uh, to see someone improve and rise like Chiggs has, it's always fun to see. I love that.
2: He, I mean, he's a good guy too. He's smiley and fun. It's interesting because, you know, he always seems kind of like a happy-go-lucky guy, except during the technical when they're talking about it. He's got this look on his face like he's almost shocked and pissed. Because <laughs> yeah. he's horrified, like, what are they going to say?
1: Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> His and
2: eyes kind of bug out a little bit.
1: I'd have to go back because uh, I had all of their stories in front of me and I, I don't have it. But I had it from the first episode just so I could remember because there were so many bakers, right, that we started yeah. with that I couldn't keep yeah. them all straight. And then I had like a little you know, blurb of like where they came from and, and a little bit about their background. And am I, am I mistaken? Do you guys remember, wasn't Chiggs, uh, the, the, he became a pandemic baker. Like he didn't really have a whole lot of experience. Oh. He was a pandemic. Yeah. Baker, I
3: think right? so. He just, yeah. he's new to it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that was like so many other people in the world, you know, stuck at home in 2020. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I thought, I thought, man, you know, now none of them are real professional bakers, right? That isn't what the show's not about supposed to be yeah, not supposed mm-hmm. to be, but you know many of them have had long time experience they bake they've been baking for a long time or they grew up baking with you know grandparents or their parents or you know just been doing it for quite some time with um but to know that he started literally like the year before, I'm like, dang dude, you know the things that he's able to do like he got on this show and he's only been baking for like a year uh and be able to produce some of these beautiful mm-hmm. Bakes. uh kudos to this dude he's got some real talent
2: that just shows you that any one of us could do the same thing
1: <laughs> except me <laughs> whatever no, <we're> just kidding. <laughs> yeah you guys Maybe go for it i'll be rooting for you yeah. yeah anyone
2: in the uk i, I really want to know someone that's on one of these shows that would be so much fun to root for somebody that we know
1: yeah yes. write to us if you're going to apply I, I don't know yeah. how long it was staying open but they were having open applications for next season uh, a couple of weeks ago anyway i'm mm-hmm. sure it'll be open for a little bit uh if you are listening and you're going to apply and make it let us know we'll cheer you on every week yeah yeah cool anything else that we want to say about the episode
2: does lizzie have a dog named prue
3: yeah that's yeah. what she said she
1: did
2: okay mm-hmm. i thought i caught that yeah it's so funny yeah, I if she named it after Prue
1: It's like maybe so. she's just a fan of yeah. the show. Maybe. Paul
2: and Prue or two dogs. That would be <laughs> hilarious if somebody
1: had a pair of dogs named Paul and Prue. <laughs> or Matt and Noel. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> It'd be funny. Okay. Anything else? Nope. Nope. That's it. Well, I know someone had something that they wanted to say. Our good friend Greg uh, Provided some feedback, um, so it'll be interesting to see what he has to say. We know we haven't been asking for listener feedback, but um, we did get some this week. So why not? We'll see what Greg thinks about this week.
4: No, God, no! <laughs> Lizzie finally produced something with finesse and taste, and it's the that we can get rid of her? Like I get it. Everybody's awesome, and she, but she's so pretty.
2: that's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) it's tough man they're all so good Mm
1: -hmm. i know it's a competition someone's gotta go home yeah Yeah. it was just i guess a little too little too late for lizzie like Mm -hmm. like you said she if she'd had an ace but done house.
2: super well on the signature, maybe she would have gotten to stay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> yeah. We love her, though. We're happy for her. And she seemed, she did get pretty emotional, which made me emotional. But she mm-hmm. seemed like, like I just want to get back home to my dog. And I thought, you know what? I can relate to that. I'd miss my dogs too if I had to be gone that long. So I get she it. made it really far. Yeah, yeah. she did. She, Man, just being on the show is an accomplishment, and then when you continue to make it every week like she did, I mean, holy crap! You know, Paul, I think said it last week, like we've got the best set of bakers that he thought he's seen in quite some time. That yeah. is quite an achievement that she has made it that far. Uh, so that's yeah. nothing to hang her head about at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm really proud of her, and I think she did an amazing job. I, I'll miss her unique personality that that she brings to the show every week.
2: So next week, I, you know, I don't want to make any predictions, but I would not be surprised if Christelle goes, which will be really sad, but it could be yeah, any of them. Yeah, it could be any of them.
3: Yeah. After this week was seeing, cause I mean, Christelle had her ups and downs with Chiggs yeah. just on that up trajectory. Christelle yeah. has shown she can really shine on different things. And Absolutely. Juergen struggled in the signature or no, the technical this week. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Giuseppe had a really bad showstopper and so like they showed some like, you know, some kinks in their system. So I was like, honestly, yeah. I'm unsure where this could go with these final four. Anything Me could too. happen. Me too. Like yeah. I'm just
2: saying, if I had to guess, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Like they're all great.
1: There have been some upsets in the past for sure. Yeah, you know, sure. uh folks that are very consistent and always produce something really great and do well, but man, it takes one week uh yeah. for weather you never know with that darn weather. If it's really, really hot, it could be raining uh, and the, the weather mess with them. just could be something that they just aren't great at. Uh, we've certainly seen some, some interesting episodes and in how it can uh, make even those great bakers um, just have a bad week. It's unfortunate. Yep, yep we are down. And um, some people
2: final. just, they do great. I mean, I'm like this. You do great. Until it comes to the crucial moment, and then you choke <laughs>
0: <You know?
2: laughs> <laughs> i 've been like that at times where I know I can do something, but just because it's when it really counts that 's really when you're counts. the most nervous and yeah, it's
1: like, yeah. Forget the, the pressure or something. <laughs> yeah, the pressure totally understandable, yep, so next week, then uh, we will cover episode nine. Uh, which is the quarterfinals and it's um or sorry semifinals and it's patisserie week yay
2: what, what is patisserie? It's a little like fancy like, pastries Yeah,
1: right? like little cute, delicate, decorated. fancy fancy well, pastries that you'd see at a pâtisserie window. The bakery
3: windows and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're usually delicate and small, miniature, usually very, very well decorated, very if precise. Get like a macaron
3: challenge or something in there, don't they usually mm. kinda yummy. Mm-hmm.
1: I st- I'm I'm gonna make those. I keep telling my daughter loves macarons, and I keep. I was like, I'm gonna make them. I'm just gonna make them, uh, and she's like, you're not gonna be able to do it. So challenge accepted. No, you can <laughs> do it. I'm I going to. It. Uh, it might take me a couple of. Uh, I better stock up on the supplies. It won't. Uh, it'll take <laughs> me a couple of rounds, but I'm gonna make them. But anyway, yeah, I hope we see some. I I love patisserie week. I love I I love miniature anything. I don't care what it is. Um, so I love seeing like the little miniature desserts uh, that they display so beautifully on their cute little trays so i can't wait i'm ready for a feast all right well on your marks
2: get set